Happy New Year to everyone. It's been a few weeks since last we played and recorded. The holiday season has passed now, and we hope to be on a more regular playing schedule. We can still use more players, so anyone out there that is interested, drop us a line at steamstillmurder at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to look us up at obsidianportal.com and running a search for Steam Steel Murder. This is episode 5. Enjoy! All right. Well, uh, looks like it is going to be just the two of us. If you guys are still willing to game, we can game. I'm good. Just the two of us. Just I'm good. the two of us. <laughs> okay. Uh, go to the uh, click the little select map at the top corner of your screen and go to the playing board map. And then uh, whatever icon you want to use as your character, just drop drop them onto the board there. Wait. What, what's going? On? Okay. Where is this? It's under the... Uh, it looks like a little globe at the top right of the... Uh, oh, mountains. right, right. Blank. Let me find my... Oh, look! I, uh, I think this is the... <laughs> this is the wrong time. Eh, this one looks good. Oops, that's a little big. Or it may just be the fact that I'm zoomed in so much. Yeah, let's go with the Marine. Hey, you're moving me! I'm not moving. That yeah, was oh. me. Oh. And, uh, I couldn't tell what that thing was. I got. Uh, it's a marine. Yeah, it was like zoomed really small. So like, oh, okay. It's a marine with a gun, even though I don't have a gun. All right. How many fate ships do you have? Uh, uh, four. Four. Okay. Uh, wait. Is this the fifth game? This will be the fifth game, yes. Uh, but you don't, get, you don't get the bonus until the end of the game. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> that reminds me. I really need to come up with some... I need to come up with some freaking aspects. Right, I still have four refresh, though. So. Mm-hmm. I have four refresh. I have three aspects. Uh, wait, one, two, three, four. Shoot, five, for some reason, it's not keeping my... I'd reworked all the stats on the the tokens, at least I thought I did, and then now it apparently the properties have reverted back. I'm going to have to figure out how to keep that from happening. Actually, let me go into preferences real quick. Campaign properties. Aha. I move twenty. I move ten feet forward and fire my gun. Do I get a bonus for shooting him in the back? Wait, I must get the rangefinder to see how far away the shot is. 20. <laughs> so yeah, I see how this could be useful in tactical games very much. Yep. iTabletop is uh, the new version has come along pretty good, so we will probably convert to that uh, come uh, February when it's supposed to be out. Hey, I've zoomed in so much that my guy's now pixely. Yay! <laughs> Shoot, yeah, for some reason it won't uh it won't save the information for my which token stat set I want to use. I made a fudge based stat set, um or feed based, and it doesn't seem to wanna wanna use it. Hmm. Token type. Uh, hmm. 
Actually, I think that's the problem. You have to choose it as a... Uh, eh, oh, well. Uh, did you throw one on the screen yourself there yet, Abel? Yeah, what? he's the wizard. Yeah. There, there's a wizard? I don't... I, re- I named it. Oh, uh, there's... That's a wizard. I don't know anymore. Yeah, I did. I could barely even see it when I was there, but it's some kind of shaman wearing a white mask. Mm-hmm. That's no. I thought that was just a hair in the way. It's just a hair in the way. I thought that no, that is a mask. Yeah, he's oh, yeah. got the hair, but it's it's obvious he's wearing a mask with some kind of feathers on it. Yeah, I guess I, I couldn't tell from the angle. Uh, spread yourselves out a little bit more so I can drop stuff near your character. There you go. That's fine. Uh, how many chips did you have, Abel? Four. Oh no, the chips are back. Hey, they're five hundred dollar chips. We're rich. And how many do you have there, Marcus? Four. Can you move your chips, uh, Abel? See, yeah, you're killing my character. Putting the chip up. There we go. And Marcus, did you ever update your character on the wiki? Yep, I made sure to. I made sure he was updated so that I just checked that before I got on. Was that make sure that my contacts was fantastic? Okay, uh, because I'm also using that for me to keep track of what all your. Uh, yeah. Different uh, buttons I can push are. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I still need to come up with like two more aspects. Oh, yeah, and then after this session, you'll have to come up with uh, yet another one. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. So, what's with the little thing entitled Story Box? Oh, that's just for me to keep notes in. So. If I come up with a name during the game, just for continuity's sake, I could write it down to remind myself. And here I thought you were supposed to do with that with a piece of paper and a pencil. Mm, no, no, no. <laughs> All right. Speaking of piece of paper and pencil, there's my pencil. There's my pieces of paper. So you've got contacts at Fantastic now, right? Is that what yep. I'm saying? Okay, cool. All right. And your aspects. Okay. Well, um, this is going to be episode five then. Uh, Abel and Marcus tonight only. So we are going to go ahead and uh, run a game anyway. And Marcus, I would like to start out by offering you a two-chip compel on your always completes his end of the deal. Mm-hmm. Now, um, are you familiar with how compels work? Uh, vaguely, yes. Okay, well, I, I'm offering you two chips, and you can either choose to take them or not. If you choose to take them, congratulations, you get two chips, and I get to push one of your buttons. Um, <laughs> if you want to refuse it, you have to give me two chips. I'll take it. Uh, that sounds <laughs> fun. I don't mind you taking control. I like chips. <sighs> and uh, what... And how I'm going to do this is I'm going to begin with a narration. 
All right. Uh, you're Daniel Bishop tonight, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Hey, where's the second chip? <laughs> oh, did it not get up there? Okay, here you go. Mm-hmm. Shall be the line of chips. <laughs> <laughs> the thin blue line? Is that what I'm seeing? <laughs> the line of blue chips there? <laughs> All right. Um, Daniel, uh, you regain consciousness. Uh, you feel very cold. You're laying on your back uh, on a cold tile floor. Your, your vision is just a little blurry. Uh, as you open your eyes, what you're staring at is uh, a solidly, a solid wooden kind of uh, a case with a, a glass front, and it's got a spinning gold cylinder inside of it. Um, there's the sound of a uh, highly compressed steam uh, coming off to your left there. You got a pounding headache. Kind of move your head around back and forth to shake off. Um, the effects of something, and uh, you notice to your left there's uh, a man in a white lab technician's coat, and he's slouched over. Uh, I'm going to describe it as as a keyboard, uh, but when I say keyboard in this universe, imagine something that looks like a manual typewriter, um, but has like little steam pipes connected to the back, and it's connected into uh, basically a CRT screen. Uh, he's slumped over this. Uh, the side of his head is matted with blood. It doesn't look like he's moving. <clears throat> and as you uh, come more fully conscious, you you feel in your left hand uh, the weight of a like a, a very large wrench, uh, which you see also is matted in blood. Oh crap! You okay? (laughs) Doc, you okay? Um, Are you just calling out? Yeah. Uh, There's no response from the form slumped over the keyboard. Uh, I get up, kind of... Your head's pounding, and your mouth has just this cottony, dry feeling to it. It's like you've been sucking on sand for the last few hours. I drop the wrench and get up. Wrench clatters to the tile floor. You look around you, and there, uh, the cabinet uh, that I described at the beginning. There's many more of them placed around the room. Um, They're all gold cylinders, just spinning around, uh, giving off little puffs of steam up top. Uh, You notice that one of the cases, the glass front, is opened, and the gold cylinder in this one is missing. Check my pockets. See if I have it. All right. Uh, well, you pat yourself down, and uh, the first thing you notice is you're shirtless, which could uh, account for how cold you were laying on the ground, and you seem to be dressed in, like, your sleeping uh, garment, your lower half. And your slipper, your your bed slippers are on. How the hell did I get here? Is there a phone somewhere? I'll look around uh, the room. Go ahead and uh, give me a roll there. Uh, what am I rolling? <laughs> Notice. Uh, investigation or alertness? 
Alert alertness. Way, uh, yeah, alertness. By the way, zero. Okay. Uh, you don't immediately see anything in the lab that looks like a phone. <clears throat> um, you've never really been into a lab this high tech before, though, so you're not really quite sure what to look at. Um, you do notice that on the monitor that the man slumped in front, there is a uh, blinking red cursor uh, going off uh, and underlined in the word alarm, 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 alarm. That's definitely not good. I look for a door. All right. Uh, easy enough. There is only one door into this room. It's a fairly large room, but it's packed with these uh, wooden glass-fronted cabinets all over the place. Uh, the one door is a, a steel-lined door. I stumble over towards the door with one hand on my head trying to rub away the headache. Okay. Uh, you push open the door, and uh, it leads into uh, a long hallway. At the end of the hallway, you see what looks like uh, to be like an emergency box or a call box attached to the wall. Uh, the lights above you uh, are, it's like a, a red flashing uh, light is going off in the ceiling. And so it's casting the whole hallway in this alternate, alternating bright flashes of red light and darkness. Mm. This is not going to look good. <laughs> I'm going to go to jail for this or be killed. I don't know. I go to the call box and call for help for the scientist. Okay. Uh, do you have any kind of technology skills at all or a repair skill or anything like that? Nope. All right. Just give me a die roll then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Good enough. Uh, you pick up the phone and uh, you don't hear uh, the sound of like a, a connection tone and there's no operator on the other end that seems to be responding to you picking up the handset. Oh, stupid technology. Stupid private corporations. Guild, something like that. Ah. Oh. You notice there is a fire exit uh, at the very end of this hall. As you kind of blink, uh, your eyes are still a little blurry. Ugh. Are there any clocks around? Did I remember seeing any clocks? Uh, the computer screen had a, uh, a time flashing in the bottom, uh, bottom corner of it. It's just a little past 6.30 in the morning. Oh, ah, Drina is an early riser. <laughs> Some. Maybe I can trust her. She can help me figure out why the... Wait, how the... I don't even know where the hell I am. I go out the fire door. Mm -hmm. uh, you stumble out of the fire door, and you know, you're know in the back lot of what looks to be a warehouse. Uh, there is like um, a light pole posted up in the back of the lot, uh, but the light is not on, although you do notice that the similar light poles across in different parking lots and different warehouses, they are on. Uh, and you're hearing very close to you the sound of sirens. Oh, this is not going to turn out well. 6.30 in the morning, the, the roads are still, uh, there's, the fog is just is still pretty prevalent. The sun hasn't come up enough yet to burn away uh, any of the, the steam. I'm going to start, I, I'm going to do the, 
completely stupid and wrong thing that's going to leave the wrong impression, but feels but what every man does. And I'm going to start running. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you have any kind of skill to know your way around the neighborhood? Uh, crud, Navigation, crud. anything like that? Uh, no, I think I got rid of that skill. <laughs> <laughs> give me a die roll. Come on, give me something better than the negative threes I've been getting. One! Ah, case of success. Uh, you actually vaguely remember this is in your neighborhood, but it's, uh, it's near the docks where you don't often find yourself. But you do think that if you head up north and slightly to the east, you'll get back to your own neighborhood. I want to start heading towards Dream. Uh, I want to start, yeah, I'll start heading towards my house so I can get better dressed and cleaned up and then head over to Drina's. Okay. It, going up the street, uh, since it is so early in the morning uh, and due to the fog, the, the only thing that you really need, there's some people that are going to work early that you notice on the uh, the, the pavements going to the buildings. Um, with the fog, of course, they're pretty much obscured and sure you. There's not uh, a lot of car traffic uh, because if anyone if anyone gets decently close enough, I'm going to start acting, swaying a little, kind of acting like I'm a little drunk. Okay. Like no one seems to be really paying attention to you, and no one's on the same side of the sidewalk that you are at the moment. Uh, coming up to the rise of the hill, you do see uh, a police box here. It's one of the, like the emergency uh, phone boxes. Uh, I do I know generally where the warehouse is relative to this box? Oh, it's just down the street. It's a couple blocks away. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll call it in and tell them. Uh, no, I won't call it in. I won't pick it up. Oh, well, these uh, just uh, for more description, there the boxes are not a direct line to the police office. Uh, you do get an operator on the other end. It's it's not like. Emergency box isn't the right word. It's more like a public phone. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm going to just e ignore this and move on because there are already sirens and alarms. Okay. And I know this car call will be recorded for future use. All right. Uh, what's your plan? Uh, Drina's is a little closer than your apartment is, or at least her garage is. Uh, Abel, Drina lives above the garage. Is that correct? Yeah, it's like a duplex. The, yeah. uh, the house. Uh, right I want to get better dressed so I don't. Actually, this will look better to ex help explain what the hell happened. So going directly to Drina's is probably a good idea, and she'll turn me in when I <laughs> immediately. Okay, uh, it's it's roughly a mile uh, to Drina's. <clears throat> And uh, the fog starts uh, lifting a bit as uh, the morning progresses, uh, unless you're like really beating feet to get there. And since you're walking in slippers on the uh, cold, <laughs> cold ground, um, I'm not going to assume you're doing that. It's going to take a good half hour to get there. Eh, I'll just make sure that as as the light lifts, I add, act a little drunk and try and take the side door if there is a side door to Drina's. Mm hmm. Uh, good enough. You, by the time you get to Drina's garage, uh, the fog has lifted enough that people start peering at you, kind of wondering expressions as to why someone's out in his bed clothes, at least his bed clothes bottoms. It's the walk of shame. <laughs> and, uh, that's why I'm a little drunk. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, the splitting headache and stuff helps with the, helps with it. Mm-hmm. 
All right, uh, Drina. There's uh, give me uh, give me an alertness roll there. Well, what time does Drina usually start her day, or at least her family? I mean, uh, I guess to cool age kids and the business, I'm thinking probably around six thirty, seven o'clock. Okay, so you're well awake when you hear uh, binging on the side entrance to the garage. Okay. Fine. Uh, I. All right, I head over to the side door and uh, look through the people. Okay. Uh, you see a half-naked uh, <laughs> bishop standing out there. Looks like he's shivering in the cold. His breath is uh, steaming. <laughs> uh, I let him in. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know what happened last night. I don't have any memory, but I woke up. There. I woke up next to in a some warehouse. I, I describe where the warehouse is, with a bloody wrench in one hand and a dead scientist, and I didn't know who else to turn to to make sense of it. You're the one who knows more about technology than I. I hold I just, on, hold on, hold. So you, you, one thing at a time. You woke up in a warehouse. Uh huh. You are unconscious. Uh huh. And they were. There was a doctor. Scientist dead. How do you know they were scientists? Do you, do you know who the, the body was? No, I just saw lab coat. So you didn't check out the... He was at some sort of terminal. Yeah, and he looked terminally dead. I got so that. So blood. Um, so you see that... The, there was a wrench in your hand. Yes. And you left it behind. Yeah. I know I probably shouldn't have done that. Okay. Um, well, this looks bad for you. That, that's why I turned to you. <laughs> All right. Did, did you, do you remember anything? Uh, do you, um, like, did, was there a, a name on anything like whether boxes in the warehouse uh, uh what was it what was stored there like, uh, what what was I, on the terminal was it even on give me a, give me an alertness roll there ooh that gives me a superb success so okay. five successes the last thing that bishop remembers is having a night on the out on the town with abigail uh you were celebrating she recently got a promotion and she took you out uh to a nice restaurant this time and the last thing you remember uh was sharing a nightcap with her <laughs> nice so sleepwalking and as far as seeing any signs on the warehouse or the computers or anything, um, other than the description I gave you, you don't remember seeing any lettering or anything around in the warehouse that would give you an idea as to what it was. Let's see. So you had a nice time with Abigail. Oh, yes. <laughs> Oh, I'm I'm so gonna ignore that. So you had an, you went out with Abigail. You just had dinner. It was 
nothing weird happened. You had some drinks, and that was the last thing you remember. She, well, there was her her house, her room, but yes, other than that, yeah. Actually, you don't even remember that. The last thing you actually remember is uh, uh, sipping some champagne uh, and kissing her. That was that's actually the last memory you have of the evening. You do remember drinking heavily before that, though. <laughs> Maybe I had too much to drink. Okay, so have you ever? Now, right? I'm not an alcoholic. So, Abigail, how well do I know Abigail? Uh, I think you've only met her once. You don't right. know her much at all. Okay. Uh, you get your phone in your uh, office starts uh, ringing. Okay. I just come with me. Okay. I don't want any any of the kids to see you or the husband. I go to I go to the office and answer the phone. Okay. Uh, operator is on the line. Is Miss um, Blair is on the line for Adrena Airbauer? I'll take the call. Ah, Drina, I'm glad I'm able to get a hold of uh, you. I'm not seemed able to get anyone else uh, that's under contract right now. We've got a situation down on Dockside. We'd like you to uh, come and take a look. I I don't know if there will be an official contract involved or this or not, um, but, well, really, you're the – I can't reach anyone else, and uh, we'd really like to have one of you guys take a look and see what you think. Could lead to a contract. Okay. Uh, what happened? Uh, well, uh, there's a warehouse down here at the docks. It's a, a data center. Um, well, that the uh, the government and the guilds use as just to hold information for their uh, their their computers or uh, well, their engines. That's what you would say. It seems like there was a it was broken into and uh, one of the data cells was stolen, and we've got a body over here. Okay. Um, well, wow. When should I come over? Uh, just as you're able to. We've got the scene taped down right now. We've got some cars out front. I'm making sure no one comes in until one of you guys are able to. All right. Um, I will. All right. I'll get there. About how long a drive? Uh, well, she gives you the address. Uh, give me an investigation roll, unless you've got anything that would help you know your way around the neighborhood. Yeah, I'm afraid not. Okay, just give me a straight up roll then. <laughs> uh, it's down by the docks. You don't go down there often. It's kind of a dangerous place, but you know roughly where it is. You figure you can uh, hash it out half hour or so. All right, I guess I'll be there yeah, within the hour. Right. If I'm not here myself, we'll uh, have a couple of the bobbies stationed out front. Just show them your ID. They'll let you in. All right. I hang up. All right, Bishop. Uh, You notice, uh, Bishop, that uh, Drina's garage isn't a lot warmer than the street outside. (laughs) Yeah, not not yet. I mean... uh... Do you have any uh, warm clothes or a blanket I can borrow? Uh, yeah. Um, 
let's see. Uh, hold on. So, sit tight here. I go back to the house, and uh, I just, uh, uh, I have the, I have my oldest daughter just take care of things for a while. So, we got a, I got a call for a consulting job last minute. So, I'm just going to grab something and uh, grab something to eat. And sure. uh, I should be back by lunchtime. So you're going through the kitchen, um, as has become somewhat of a ritual the uh, last couple of weeks. Your war dodger um, is having breakfast uh, with your kids. He's ended up being a pretty handy guy and has been very helpful around the shop. And uh, you guys have been <laughs> a little breakfast before uh, the day starts. He stops his hat to you in the morning. Yeah, I uh, pat him on the shoulder. It's Marigold, his name, right? Mm-hmm. Bob. Yep. yep. Hey, Bob, how are you? Um, just put a sign out. Uh, we'll be uh, we'll be opening open up the garage about a half hour later than usual. Will do. Uh, you right. want me to keep working on that little uh, little classic we got in yesterday? I can uh, straighten out the uh, tailpipes on it and check out those tires. Uh, sure, absolutely. Yeah, get on that and. Um, and I'll get uh and I'll get Samantha my oldest son to to help you out with that. Uh and uh, there's actually uh, a friend of mine that is crashing in my in the office. Uh, he had a bad night, you know how it is. And uh I've just given him a, I'm just giving him a place to sleep for a couple of hours before uh before I send him on his way. So if you could just uh, not open the door, just uh, let him be, you know. No, sure thing. Should I bring him down some of this breakfast? No, I'll do that now. I'll take I'll take care of that. Uh, thanks, though. So I I grab some you know I grab some food real quick and uh, like a blanket. You know, probably a, I'm sure there's this old there must be an old set of shoes and a like a some an old sweater, a pair of jeans, or something like that, and uh, come back to the office. Mm-hmm. And give it to, to give it to Bishop. <laughs> there now. Thank Don't you. Do. Fine. It seems like I've been called to investigate whatever this is, whatever this is you're involved with. <laughs> do you have Do you have Abigail's number? Of course. Right. It's. Insert number here. <laughs> right, I I try giving Abigail a call. Okay, uh, the number that you have is her uh, is her home line. Um, Drina, it just it continues to ring. Uh, operator comes on after a little bit and says, "I'm sorry, but it doesn't seem like the party is home. Would you like me to continue to let it ring?" Um, no, that's fine. Thank you, operator. And uh, so I hang up and. Uh, all right. I told him that you're you're a friend of mine. I didn't say who it was, and that you uh, had a bad hangover. You drank too much, and you're just sleeping in the office here. So, uh, I think I'll do that. Right. Just don't do. Just don't do anything. I'll get back as soon as I can, and we'll compare notes and figure out what happened here. Okay, that sounds good. I'll just take a nice nap. <laughs> Oh. Right. Okay. So, well, uh, I 
hop in the car and head over to the head over to the docks. All right. Uh, do you have navigation? If not, just give me a roll. Kind mm. <laughs> <laughs> of <Gonna> get lost. <laughs> yeah. Picking up a knowledge skill in the area you live in is not a bad idea for this sort of thing. Otherwise, it's just a straight roll. All right, that's, All right, that's a success. It's good enough. Uh, it takes about a half hour to find it. Uh, it's a warehouse amongst a bunch of other warehouses on the dock side. Um, had you not been given a, an exact address by Miss Blair, it would have been even more difficult to find. They're all pretty cookie cutter. They all look the same, and very few of them have any kind of lettering on the outside. Um, this one's a bit easier to find as there are two police cars out front and uh, two bobbies standing guard at the front entrance. Okay. Uh, no problem. I show my ID and uh, walk on in. Oh, they wave you through. Uh, one of them offers to come in with you if you would like. Uh, one needs to stay out front to just keep track of things. See, there is no chain of evidence worry for this sort of thing. I mean, you're, yeah, uh, no problem. So I, I started looking around. Okay, um, it's one short hallway that leads into a very large room. Uh, the room only has one door. It's heavily ventilated. Um, the vents apparently are on some kind of time set or maybe a temperature set. Uh, they're high up on the roof. Uh, they're full open. Their fans blowing uh, cooler air down onto the floor. Uh, the floor is stacks upon stacks of these wooden cabinets with glass fronts. There are spinning gold cylinders in each cabinet. Uh, you see a man slumped over a keyboard, uh, lab coat, uh, and his back of his head looks like it's been bashed in. On the floor, a few feet away from him, is a very heavy wrench. Examine the wrench. Okay. Uh, it's it's more of a... It looks like it's aircraft grade. It's too big for like an automobile. Looks like it's something you'd work on a much larger piece of machinery like maybe an aircraft. That's the last time you've seen one. Uh, one of the government or military tanks perhaps. Steam tanks. Very oversized wrench. Uh, could it be used for one of those... Uh, like one of those iron suits? Uh, no, no, it's it's a bit too big for that. Okay. The iron suits are only like, you know, proportionally like one and a half times larger than the person that's driving it. Um, so, uh, well, first, I examined the guy, the, uh, the body. Mm -hmm. So, what's he wearing? Uh, he's got a lab coat on. Uh, beneath the lab coat, he's a professional attire. Uh, go over the body, you uh, find basically his identification tag. Um, and in his left breast coat pocket of the lab coat, there's a playing card. It's an ace of spades, and it has a hole neatly through the middle of the spade in the center of the card. Uh, 
According to his ID tag, his name is James Ferguson, and he is uh, a data analysis, uh, and he works for uh, basically Big Electric um, as a Steam programmer. And uh, so, the what I what does it look like? Uh, the, cause of death is um do you have medicine no no i don't uh, just give me a roll then well just uh from the looks of it, it uh, the big bloody uh caved inside of his skull <laughs> and the blood <laughs> on the bitch is pretty uh pretty telling right. i mean further than that you just don't know Um, hey, give me a, actually give me an investigation roll. Oh, very good. Okay. Uh, one thing that you notice is kind of looking around the scene is that he very likely was not conked while he was sitting in this chair. It looks like he was kind of placed into this chair. The positioning, just, the positioning of the body just doesn't strike you as quite right. Like the chair's not fit for for this the height of this guy. It's not set for someone of his height. It would be really uncomfortable to be sitting in a chair set like that for a long period of time. Okay. And that's interesting. But the the wrench is right there. Is there any trail? No, there's actually no blood trail. Okay. But the the wrench. Does the wrench have like a bit of blood and hair on yeah, it? Yeah, it does. Is it is the hair his color? It is. Yeah. Oh, and you uh, do notice that the one wooden case has uh, what the metallic cylinder, the gold cylinder inside, is missing out of one of them. Wait, say that again. I, I describe those wooden cases with the glass fronts, and they have like gold right. cylinders in them. Well, you do notice that one of them is missing in one of the gold cylinders. So what, uh, what else is stored in the warehouse? You poke around a little bit, and then other than some what look to be replacement parts, that's it. Uh, give me a repair roll. Let's see if Drina's ever come across something like this before. Okay. That's six. Huh, good enough. It works on the same principle as... Uh, what are those kind of the wax uh, recording rolls? You know what I'm talking about? They're like wax cylinders that. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. It works on the same principle, except it's using a harder substance, gold, so that it so that it can write tighter, so that the information can be packed more. More information can be packed on the cylinder. Um, and basically, each one of these cabinets just hold just a wealth of information. How many cases are there? In this it's the warehouse is packed with them. They just row upon row of them. Okay, so um, does the body does he have anything else in his pockets? Uh, other than the identification tag, which looks like it it might be some kind of access key as well. Uh, the bottom of it has the telltale 
square punches like a punch card would have, like a data punch card. Uh, other than that, and his wallet, which tells you who he is, um, has a few, you know, a few dollars in him. That's pretty much it. Right now. Okay, is there... What about the terminal itself? Is it on? It is still on. Um, there is a blinking red cursor at the bottom with a highlighted word alert. Uh, the time in the bottom right corner is flashing as well. It is the current time. Uh no. Let's, let's see. Uh, where he is? Can I reach the keyboard? Yes, you have to move him back onto the chair a bit, but you can. Okay. Um, if you want to uh, give me a repair roll at minus two, unless you've got a uh, engine spe- uh, specific skill, uh, you knowing how to use these uh, Babbage engines, it'll just be a repair roll at minus two. Uh, I have a plus two bonus from the schematics I stole from that spy. Mm-hmm. That's for actually building an engine, oh, uh, right. or, yeah, of your own, not uh, in knowing how to use one. Right. Oh wait, did you ever did you ever choose a specialty for your repair? You know, if you got more than four ranks or four ranks or more, you can choose a specialty. Let's see. Um. Not that I think the Adrena would take that as one, but uh, I just wanted to put that there out there as a reminder to uh, you and Marcus. If you have a ranking of four or better at a skill, you can take a specialty in that skill, which acts like a free aspect. You don't have to spend a chip to use it once. Gotcha. Uh, no, I never chose a specialty, but I mean, I think I would have chosen like a mechanic, probably. Mm-hmm. All right, so just give me a roll at minus two then to see if you can figure your way around terminal. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, you don't have a lot of information on how engines work, although you can tell uh, just by looking at the terminal that it is logged in and opened. Okay. Damn it. Let me think here. Um, crap. All right, so so the terminal has been logged into. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's live. Like you, while you were fiddling with it a little bit, you noticed that you can send commands out to it. It's been logged on and never logged out. Can I at least like scroll up or down and see like what the last few commands were? Um, with a minus four total, I'm going to say no, unless you want to spend a chip on that. Yeah, I was trying to see it's right there's been. I'm trying to see which aspect I can use even. Um, I just thought of a good a good aspect that relates to us always getting lost. <laughs> we go left at Albuquerque. Dot dot dot. I swear it. <laughs> what the? I could try. Um, I'm willing to tap faster than you. 
Okay. Uh, explain to me how that would work in this situation. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm willing to take any use of an aspect right. you could explain it. <laughs> right. No, I hear what you're saying. I'm faster than the corpse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I can't do it. So, so we have a wrench. It's got death. We have a dead guy. And so, who does where this warehouse belongs to? Big electric. Um, likely, as they in. Uh with joint with the uh, the local government own the only real engines in Metapole. <laughs> you know, I just thought of a way she could have re- uh, a way Gina could re-roll the uh, looking at the body, speak softly, okay. and carry a big wrench. <laughs> no, I was like, okay, I'm going to tap bubble, bubble, toil, and trouble because I just I just like to tinker with things until I sure. either break break them or <laughs> that's fine. I mean, you're, the roll is still at a minus two, but you can uh, you can certainly tap that if you wish. Sure. So I can uh, re-roll at the next two. Okay. Um, I, that's still that a gives f- me a two total. Yeah, that's still a fail, but you you can manipulate it somewhat just to look at the uh, the log history. And uh, what you find is that it's someone uh, was looking through each of the, the data banks, if you will, each of the cabinets, uh, looking for a specific uh, code number. It, it looks like they were doing a search for a, a five-digit number. And they had at least somewhat of an idea of where to look because they uh, they confined their search to the left side of the room, um, and that's where the gold cylinder is missing from. I see. Is there anything on the bo- on the actual cases that identifies anything like uh, you know like? Well, each of the cases has like a digit and a letter. Um, just a numeration system on them, but there it's not like a five digit number, it's just like a, a digit or a two digits and a letter that goes to F. So, do can I find out well, what kind of uh, project were they working on here? You really can't uh, with that role. All you can do is really see what the last commands thrown at the system were. You're basically just scrolling up the screen. That's that's going to be the extent of what you can do with that. Fair enough. All right, I'm going to. Uh, I guess I uh, got to make a call to whoever owns this place and ask them. Okay, well, who do you call? You could call, you could place a call to uh, to power, or you could uh, place a call to the police, because either one of them could be in charge of this particular data storage place. Right, I'll, I was going to, I'll call the police first, is my, my thinking. Okay, uh, you want to call your contact, uh, Miss Blair? Yes, and I'll give her, like, the, uh, I'll sketch out what, uh, what I found. 
and say, I need to know like more about what exactly was going on here. Okay. Um, this player's on the horn. It's like, yes, yeah, sorry I wasn't there to greet you, Drina. We had to do some of our own footwork on this as well. Um, I just now got this information on my oh. desk. Uh, apparently the warehouse is, uh, it's one of the, the rental units that, uh, power, uh, rents out to different, uh, other guilds. Um, this one was rented out by transportation. Apparently they were keeping some of their, uh, projects and some of their math stored on, uh, in this warehouse. Okay. Um, so who did this this guy Ferguson? Who did he work for? He worked for transportation. Okay. Interesting. So maps. So they they kept their maps here. Well, you know schematics. Uh, math. Actually, what I said was math. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So these are like projects that uh the guild is working on. Yeah, apparently so. Um, stuff that they're still researching. Um, none of it's supposedly particularly sensitive. They don't, uh, it's just, you know, it's a warehouse location. It's got minimal security. There's not really right. supposed to be anything here worth killing a man for. Gotcha. Now, how old does Ferguson look? Uh, Ferguson's in his late 20s. Uh, the, is there a wedding ring? There's not. Okay. Uh, then I asked Blair for, uh, you know, the the address of like his apartment. Okay. Uh, I'll get right on that. It'll it'll take a little bit uh, to get all that information from transportation. Uh, give me a call back in half an hour if I don't get a hold of you. I uh, remember there's no like real cell phone type of thing, so you've got to be tied to a location. No, I hear you. Uh, so there's the, so there's Ferguson. He's got a, he killed. He's working. What was the, I mean, of the, the cases, like what, which, uh, what's, what's the label on the case where the cylinder was taken from? Uh, that would be 12E. Are any of the are any of the other cylinders spinning right now? Uh, all the other ones are up and running. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. This guy. What can we find here for right now? Um, All right, there's not, not much I can do. I'll have to think for a second while I wait. I, I'll just wait for uh, for Blair to call me back. All right. Um, good enough. If you just kind of wait around, and uh, about a half an hour later, uh, you get a call back from Miss Blair. Well, um, track down some information on uh, our body there. Uh, you'll find this interesting. Remember that case that you had, no, oh, maybe two months ago now? Uh, 
break in at a warehouse for travel. Uh, some insane guy who was yelling about sky pirates as uh, who he ended up taking to, to custody. Well, it looks like this um, uh, this this guy we have here uh, works in that same location. He was uh, one of their data specialists. Uh, Mr. Ferguson has uh, an apartment above uh, their compound there. Uh, no relatives living in Metapole, no wife. Um, they don't really have a schedule or a rotation to be out there. Uh, as close as anyone can tell, he was going out there to retrieve some data on some flight testing they did uh, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a couple of months since the last session of in game time. Gotcha, I say, pulling up my notes from the last session. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was the big case with uh, Simon Gunderson, who was up for review in the Guild. And... That was two sessions ago. Oh, two yeah. sessions ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the, I, I know exactly what I was doing then. <laughs> oh, okay, so this, was, so this wasn't the last session. No, no. No, no, no. This, this is the one where, uh, oh, wait, I'm not there. That's okay. Um, all right. Well, I get uh, Ferguson's address, and we've got the. Uh, I guess uh, we, I've got everything I'm going to get here for the time being. Until I learn more, I can't really try anything else to yep. fiddle with the terminal. Oh, well, Miss uh, Blair asked if they can send someone over to pick up the body and uh, go over the body. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. They can. And uh, I asked her about the Ace of Spades, if that rings a bell, if that means anything. Uh, got a little bullet hole through the middle? Or a little round cutout in the middle of the card? Yes. Actually, yeah, this has come across my desk a couple of days ago. There's been a couple uh, more Sky Pirate raids uh, for Zeppelins and private charters going out of Metapole. They've been attacked by... Uh, a group of biplanes that seemed to be uh, really hard to catch. Uh, all of them had painted on their sides an emblem of uh, a playing card, an ace of spades with a little hole through the uh, middle ace. Okay. Well, yeah, that, that's that, that makes that makes some kind of sense. Oh, that's a connection. Oh, it uh, looks like they've also uh, sent over a contract, too. Uh, they're interested in getting you to investigate this. Oh, wait a minute. She opens it up. Uh, you hear some rustling of papers. Uh, no, actually, it is a contract, uh, but it's not for this case. What? Well, for which case? Uh, probably best that you read through it yourself. Apparently, there's some... Uh, some problems going on at one of the uh, agricole farms right outside of town here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're having some problems with sabotage, and they want you to look into it. All right. 
Wait, they asked for me specifically? Oh, no, just whoever I can get on the case. And I, I can't get a hold of Daniel or anyone else today, so I guess I'll offer up this one to you. Uh, stipulates here that uh, I could hire up to four if we can find anyone else. Uh, if you run into anybody else from the gangs, tell them they've got a contract. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I will do. Uh, yeah, I'll take it. Um, fine, I'll probably be heading home. I'll give you a call in a couple of hours to uh, to report. Will do. All right. Well, the bodies are getting taken care of. Uh, I guess I'm going to head back to the garage and uh, compare notes with Bishop. Mm-hmm. All right, Bishop. By this time, you're uh, nice and warm and you're in your clothes. Uh, the food's gotten the nasty taste out of your mouth, and you're feeling a bit more like yourself. Oh, thank God. I got to make sure I don't drink that much ever again. Ugh. Note to self, never drink that much again. Hold back on the drinking. Yes. <laughs> Best idea. Oh. Uh, your time back, Drina, is only about 10, 15 minutes. There's more traffic on okay. the street at this time, but now that you know where you are, it's much easier to get back home. Right. Daniel's enjoying what looks to be uh, at least his third or fourth cup of coffee. <laughs> And it's looking much more himself. So what'd you find? Yeah, I I have blocked, you know, everything that would just happen. Two cases a a few months ago? I could have been Harris. Yes, Harris, that bastard that got off. You've been digging into more of Harris's background in the last couple of months, you know, just kind of ticked off that you're certain he did it, but you just couldn't make it stick and he just couldn't let it go. I think I may have been, I may have followed him or something along the lines. May have been drunk enough and crazy enough at the time to follow him and have saw him and something tells me that if I call Abigail, she's going to be pissed at me. Well, um, that's just me to speed, but I'll, I'll need to do that. Can you give me a ride to my house so I can get some clean clothes? Yeah, I guess so. Um, all right. Bastard. Um, he must've stole something. He may be working with someone. Or maybe no, get fine. Let's go ahead and, uh, I'll, like hopping, I'll take Bishop back to his place real quick so he can at least, uh, I don't know, get some new clothes and stuff. So. All right, uh, you go up to your apartment. Uh, first thing you notice is that your door isn't locked. Aww. Uh, hey, uh, draw your weapon. <laughs> All right, I do. I, I, I gesture for her that she has the weapon and I don't go in first. <laughs> All right. So, uh, the door's unlocked. So I, uh, from the side of the door jam, I, uh, push the door open with one hand mm-hmm. and look, look in. Everything looks pretty normal. Uh, 
<clears throat> Mr. Bishop isn't the the cleanest of individuals. You don't think the place has been turned over. <laughs> it's uh, it's in a, a normal state of disrepair. <laughs> ah, fine. Um... No. <laughs> so if it looks safe, I'm gonna check check my stuff to make sure nothing's disappeared. And uh, if you want, you can have a seat there while I. Uh... Get some clo- clean clothes on, etc. Um, Bishop, you go into your bedroom, and the first thing you notice is on the headboard of your bed, uh, there is a very thin stiletto dagger that's been jammed into your headboard, and beneath the dagger, um, kind of stuck onto your headboard, is uh, a playing card. It's an ace of spades, hole through the middle, and the knife kind of clearly, cleanly punctures that hole. Uh, in the living room, Drina, you notice that his answering machine, uh, there's a, a red pulsing light going off on this big box on his <laughs> counter. I knew that scale was going to be pissed with me. <laughs> uh, Drina, uh, uh, yeah, Drina, you remember that playing card? Yeah, I think I may have pissed someone off. I've got a nice... Um, stiletto here and uh well we better bag that make sure to see if we can get some fingerprints off it if they have fingerprints back then if fingerprint technology has been invented unfortunately there is no like database database yeah so you can match someone's fingerprints but there's no way to go through like a collection yeah i figure it would be nice to have it anyway just in case i get lucky Mm, uh, I have Harris's well, fingerprints somehow. <laughs> I guess we can, we can find like a something clean to, like wrap that in. We can check the fingerprints out. <laughs> As Drina says, clean. She looks uh, dubiously around Bishop's house. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, so I checked. What does the message say? All right. Uh, give me a repair roll. Is it broken? Just give me a repair roll. <laughs> so that's only uh, a two then okay uh good enough uh with that role uh it's it apparently bishop here has uh gotten a uh possibly a fallen off the back of the truck hacked uh messaging <laughs> system it's certainly not legal uh <laughs> <laughs> and not really something he should have in his apartment building. You just kind of notice this in passing as you manipulate it. Uh, <laughs> push a button, and there's like a little reel recorder inside that starts spinning up, and there's one message. Uh, it plays. Uh, you hear on the line is uh, the operator uh, saying, uh, we have a message from Mrs. Bishop from uh, Amy Fisher. Uh, Amy comes on the line. And she's kind of, it's like almost in a whispered voice. He's like, uh, uh, I don't know if you remember me or not, but, uh, um, we met once and well, I, I, I'm calling uh, to find out what Abigail is. I know she had a date with you last night and she's not at work today and the boss is kind of pissed. There was like a really big contract we're supposed to be working on. Yeah, so she's still over there. Uh, you should probably tell her to get to work. Tell her Amy called. Bye. Oh, fuck. 
Um, oh, fuck. What, what are you thinking? Watch the F-bombs. I gotta bleep those. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> what, what, are you, what are you thinking? Uh, kidnapped? Taken hostage? I gra- uh, I grab the somewhat clean towel to take out the stiletto and check out, try and check out the card to see if there's anything on it. See if there's any writing or anything. It's it's pretty much a standard uh, playing card that's been going around. Um, it, there, there's pretty much only a couple of manufacturers of playing cards, and this is one of the most common. Mm-hmm. I was just making sure there wasn't a message if, the, if they were just going for the nice visual message or an actual written message. Yeah, I think she may have been taken hostage. Uh, this is not good. This is not good. Okay, so you're thinking somebody took Abigail hostage? Yeah. She's so I, a I, very hard worker, and she just <laughs> was celebrating a promotion. She wouldn't jeopardize her promotion. Uh, Marcus, I'm assuming that with as high of a contact as Bishop has, the reason I kind of wrote that in is he would need some kind of answering machine. These yeah, really yeah. aren't for public consumption. I mean, they're usually <laughs> yeah. used for the police and in the government. <laughs> yeah, I figured. Uh, I figured. Uh, I figured that's where you're getting at because I remembered <laughs> that Abigail didn't have one, so we having an answering machine is probably not very legal. <laughs> I just know the right person. <laughs> exactly. Um, so uh, I get. I think our next move is to go to Abigail's place. No. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> okay. After I get my nice clean clothes on and put this knife in up. Otherwise, your apartment seems untouched. It doesn't look like uh, anyone's really rifled through anything. Um, you don't really see anything else out of place. Uh, go ahead and give me an investigation roll. Okay. Uh, four successes. Okay. Uh, four successes. You, yeah, you, you pretty much confirm nothing in your house has been moved except for that stiletto pushed into your headboard. Uh, you do notice, though, that uh, the door... The door wasn't jimmied, as far as you can tell. There's That's no scratches. Yeah, no scratches around the lock or the door jam itself. Uh, Andrina, uh, you are you know, just kind of poking around with what you have done. You don't really notice anything out of place yourself. Oh. Uh, you didn't catch the door. Um, the, do- just, as just the, the the lock actually doesn't have any scratches. Yeah, in I- the lock or the door frame. It looks like no scratches. Nothing that would say to you that your your door's been jimmied. Uh, I think I need to get a new lock on my door also. Either that or they have one professional thief. Well, I mean, if they are, I mean, if they're a criminal gang, they, yeah. I'm sure they either have the, have those guys or know them. Yeah. But it's really, really hard to not leave a mark on a lock. And I don't <laughs> you know, see Come to think of it, you haven't seen Wallace around in months. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's Wallace? Titanic. Oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's stop uh, monkeying around here. Uh, 
I don't know. We'll just, you know, we'll yeah. just have to leave the leave the apartment here and. Uh, yeah, I'll make sure to get a new locks, a new set of locks, just in case they. And I make sure to go and lock all my windows. Make sure they're closed and locked. All right. And uh, let's go to Abigail's. Yes. All right. Uh, take off to Abigail's. Uh, you know her well enough that you have a key to her place. Um, although you do notice also that her door isn't locked. No marks on the lock either? Uh, nope. Since you're looking for it, I won't have you roll. No? Oof. They either have, yeah, you know, they either have keys or they're that good. It's hard to be that good. Um, all right, but uh, again, I draw the uh, teaser and I draw my fists. <laughs> slowly push the door open. All right, uh, give me investigation rolls. All right, we go uh, through the joint. Three. Zero. Three. Okay. Uh, it's a small apartment, uh, basically an efficiency. The uh, living room and kitchen um, are all one room, and the only other room in the house is, uh, is the bedroom with a, a bathroom adjoining it. You, there's no sign of Abigail. Um, Bishop, you notice that some of her clothes are missing. And what was your total? Three. Okay. Um, and as you're just kind of poking around things, uh, you didn't notice it at first. It may be just because, uh, it fell off, but, uh, going, like moving some of the bed clothing around, there is another playing card, um, that was kind of slipped or fell between the pillows. All in the middle? Yes. I show it to Drina. Yep, I was right. Kidnapped. Just wish I remembered more of last night. Must have no, been friends. Tell me, you know, this thing, like, uh, with Harris, now... Drina, what was your total? For investigation, zero. Zero? Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this one to you. Uh, when Bishop points out that some of the clothing is missing... Um, being a woman and looking at the wardrobe, uh, the thing that you notice right off, uh, the bat is that her good clothes are still here. Like the nicer clothes. Uh-huh. So if, uh, and Bishop knew clothes were missing because he's seen more of her wardrobe. Um, but it doesn't look like any of the, it looks like if anything was taken, it would be more of the functional clothing. Uh, none of the nicer stuff, none of the dressier stuff is taken at all. So, what do you know about Abigail? I know she's a serious worker. She used to have, uh, before she was recently promoted, she had access to the books of all the places in the, the dot in the eighth district. Okay. And she worked for the transportation guild, I believe. Just what? Do you see whatever she was wearing last night in the closet? Do I? <laughs> uh, not in the closet, but you do see it in the clothes hamper. Right here. It was a really nice dress that she'd worn out, a uh, blue dress she'd worn out to with you uh, that night. Mm-hmm. 
Actually, I'm going to give you a chip for that, Drina, because one of the things you notice when going through it is that there is a spot of blood on the collar. Wait, of the... Um, Dress. The one in the hamper. Yep. So, all right. So she has blood in there. So she did something. But then, either she didn't know the blood was there. Uh, I mean, she must not have known the blood was there because she tossed in the clothes, the dress, and the clothes hamper. And the fact that she did that means that when she she got here, nobody was waiting for her because she uh, she got home and she had. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was uh, obviously she wasn't under duress or anything. She took the she took the dress off, was getting comfortable, and then. Mm-hmm. I mean, this might not be a kidnapping. Uh, this might be a case of her like being either in collusion with the bad guys or having learned something and disappearing, and, and then disappearing. Either one. Because you, I mean, if she was just nabbed by kidnappers, yeah. they would be moving fast. They wouldn't stop to do to take clothes uh, from a closet or do anything like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, she, you know, mm-hmm. she left here, which means she probably if she either left here alone on the run or she knew the guy. Unless you, unless you, as far as you know, did she have any plans to travel anywhere for her job or? Mm-hmm. Not to my knowledge, unless Bert tells me otherwise. Yeah, nope. As a matter of fact, she was uh, the whole celebration was that she had, you know, just gotten a, a promotion, and she was really you know, looking forward to it. It was a more responsibility, not a lot more pay, but it was going to get her uh, more well connected within the guild. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Going to take a second here and use the bathroom. And yeah, sure, we'll take five. Um, but just uh, real quick, also, Bishop, your your BS detector, <laughs> as it were, never went off uh, when you were around her. Um, she could be a really good actress, but I mean, you never got the sense that she was any more than she was. If she was that good of an actress, damn, she should have been on the stage. <laughs> All right, I can let's, usually read people. <laughs> let's take five. I need to use the restroom okay. myself. I'll be right, right back in a second. Hmm. All right, I'm back. Uh, also, um, on to you, Abel. Also, what happened, this is more of just conjecture, and Bert can yell at me if I'm completely wrong. Uh, this is what I'm conjecturing right now, is the connection with... Um, since Harris was working on the plane, this is me thinking that I may have been looking into such and such, and it may be that the pirates with the ace are trying to steal the plans that I may have drunkenly stumble onto a plot, or we may have I may have been conversing with Abigail and about it, and she said, "Oh yeah, I have access to this information," and drunkenly stumbled into something. 
Uh, actually, no, you've been digging and digging and digging, and what's been ticking you off is like you you can't you haven't been able to find anything to incriminate uh, Harris, and you really really want to. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, but I'm thinking that maybe maybe since he had it does have connections with the plane and the sky pirates. This is just me thinking now is the fact that he may, may, may have connections with the Sky Pirates since I've been digging and digging and digging and suddenly I'm getting aces right. everywhere. I, I may have been digging in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. So you're saying you were, you've been pursuing this guy, Harris. You think he has a connection to the Pirates. Right? I think he, it's and, possible now, I'm thinking. He, okay. Well, that that makes sense. I mean, yeah. If he's, I mean, if he's, uh, if he wants to get ahead, or, uh, I mean, this kind of technology is exactly the kind of thing the pirates really want, and if they're able to pay for it, then, uh, you know, definitely, like, they would be, mm-hmm. I mean, they definitely be would be interested buyers. Hmm. Okay. Well... Um, so I guess it's, where is Harris now? Do you have any idea? Probably at his house or working on the uh, project, most likely. Uh, or I don't. He's probably sleeping. Uh, wait, he's probably working on the project by his coolant by now and on the airplane. I don't know if he's. Yeah, I don't know if my investigation has seen what he's doing currently right now, whether he's gone on from the coolant. Right. I'm asking Bert. Nope, uh, he's been working on the same thing, as far as you can tell. Mm-hmm. It's been just like a just a sore point that you keep picking at, because you know he's guilty of something, but you, <laughs> you just haven't been I able to I can get him one out. of these days. <laughs> right. He's like Moby Dick now, yes. <laughs> yes, he is your white whale. All right, so mm, maybe I should paint his house white. Yes, yes. and then harpoon uh, it, <laughs> and then make it illegal for white houses. Yes, yes. Then I'll get him. All right, I guess. How do we? I guess how do we prove? Well, first of all, I mean, I don't know. Okay. This is just total conjecture that he might yeah. be. Since I've been investigating him, it may be, I may have come across something and not even realized it. Right, right. Or you may just have an insane fixation on this man that has no bearing on anything. Either one. Either okay, way. Okay, I'll admit uh, it might be possible. But just what I've been pursuing. Maybe maybe Abigail just discussed something last night that I don't remember. Right. Okay. So here we have... Um, Crap. Blood on the clothing may indicate that she was there last night. Even I mean, at where at the at the crime scene? Yeah. Um, I mean, here's this. Uh, right now, it's looking like to she me, it seems. Yeah, to me, like a sim- one simple explanation here is, um. You you got drunk. Uh, she either just got you really drunk or drugged you, and uh, like went to the 
uh, went to this uh, warehouse where Ferguson was working, k- killed him with the wrench, where she got the blood, drop of blood on the collar of her dress, then dragged your unconscious self in into the warehouse, put the wrench in your hand, took what she found what she wanted, took it and left. Came back to her apartment, grabs her clothes, and took off, leaving you framed for the crime. Damn! I'm not, I'm not I saying didn't that think that, she was that evil. I'm not saying that that happened. I'm saying the data we have that is one possible explanation for the for the it, well, that's one possible explanation for the data we have right now. Yeah, like that that story fits. I don't know yeah. if that is actually what happened yet. Yeah. Well, we could just put it on the back burner for now and see if there's any connection with the sabotaging. Right. Um. This is not a good day. Not a good day at all. All right. Let's, uh, all right, let's get. I'm going to head over to the. Uh, well, I mean, I guess we can't bring you along. I mean, they have no reason to suspect you. Yeah. Uh, in anything, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's go to the to the farm and uh, look into that second case that Blair yeah. took at us. Um, I have a question, Bert. How yep. are we going to get to the farm? Because well, it's outside the city. Uh huh. Uh, and you still don't have all the information on it. Uh, Drina, Miss, uh, Miss Blair had asked you to stop by the police station when you had a moment to collect all the records. Ah, right. Okay. Um, uh, let's do that. Okay. You go we from to here the- to there. Yeah. At the police station, uh, Miss Blair hands over the manila folder, um, smiles kind of coldly at, uh, Bishop and says, ah, I see you've rounded up part of the, uh, the gang. <laughs> Just the two of you then. Uh, she signs off the folder before handing it off to you that she has put uh, the two of you on this case. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to make arrangements uh, for one of the people from the AgriCorps to have someone just outside of the Tesla range to pick you up in uh, one of their steam-powered cars um, so that you can get to the farmstead. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, I can drive just fine. Can't I just sign out a car? All their cars are electric. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what I figured. Fair enough. So someone is going to swing by and pick us up then? Oh, we can either drive you to the edge of town, and that's where they're going to pick you up, um, or you can drive yourself to the edge of town. They'll pick you up there. It's uh, uh, gate three, which would be the uh, western, the most westerly gate of the town. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are we? Well, there there have to be phones out there, right? Mm, there's telegraph wires. Okay, fine. That's uh, I'll drive the car, my car, out to the western gate, and uh, leave. Find a parking lot to leave it there, and uh, wait for our ride to the farm. Sure, there's actually uh, like a guardhouse uh, at each of the gates because but this is where we're going to get into a little bit of the history of the area. The Indi- Indian presence is still very prevalent out here, and uh, the Indians are quite warlike. 
Um, <laughs> took uh, exception. Do- they took exception for this area being taken by uh, white people. <laughs> so uh, every once in a while, they do have Indian raids that attempt to get into the city. So they do have guards posted at the gates. Hey, Bert, do we have any... Um, repl- are the police providing us with any weapons that don't rely on electricity? <laughs> nice check. Um, no, uh, you can... If you're asking, uh, Miss Blair can see what they've got in the weapons locker, but since the police's purview is in the city of Metapole, they don't really have much use for anything but electrics. Uh, I'm, I'll just rely on my old two fists. I was just looking for Drina. Um, I guess I could, I could, couldn't I buy a shotgun or something? <laughs> Not legal, remember? <laughs> hmm. I may know as a guy. Gina comes back and she's got like a a very old uh, shotgun. Looks like it's been cared for. And she <laughs> says, "Well, we got a few of these in the back. Uh, some of the guys go hunting every now and then. Uh, this is the best we can do." And she kind of looks chagrined as she puts down the uh, box of uh, shot. And she says, "Yeah, it's uh, it's bird shot. Um, best <laughs> I can do." <laughs> right. Fine, I'll take it. <laughs> Hopefully, out of the farm, somebody—they've got somebody's got to have a rifle. No problem. Oh, so, I take the, uh, I take their their friggin'. It's a it's a two chamber shotgun holds two shells. Right. Unfortunately, all the shells are bird shot. Or they've got bird. Shot. I understand. Fine, I'll take their I'll take their double barrel. It's better than nothing. At least, maybe if I can fire at somebody at point blank range, I may injure them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's uh, let's head out to the. Uh, and if you're aiming at, and make sure you aim at the bird and not me. I don't want to, and I'll make sure not to accidentally get in your way. <laughs> yeah, but I, I figured. Sure, uh, you leave your electric car um, with the the guard compound um, and just outside of the city gates, there is a, a very large uh, four wheeled car. This it's got a, a fairly large piped um, steam engine out the back. It's rumbling. It's making a lot of noise. Uh, looks to be a very powerful car. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a guy behind the wheel that comes out to greet you guys. Yep. Hello. Hello, I'm Augustus Bradley. I understand you're to be looking into our problems. Mm-hmm. Augustus looks, uh, he's in his late 30s. Um, he's got thinning blonde hair, very wide face, very wide features. Um, kind of Germanic cast to him. He's wearing uh, coveralls and he's got like a, a leather uh, field jacket or like a, a duster on. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh hop I'll, in. Uh, I'll take you out to the farm. Right, I say, hopping right into the driver's seat. <laughs> <laughs> Ever drive one of these little lady? Sure. <laughs> huh? He moves I over. I hold on tightly. <laughs> I get in the back and hold on tightly. Give me a driving roll there, Drina. No problem. Driving is what I do. 
Mm-hmm. So what's the total there? Three. Okay, very good. Um, yeah, it's it it handles like a tank, and you've driven a few of those too. <laughs> <laughs> it's slow, uh, much slower than your electric car, but it, it has a lot of a uh, lot of power to it. You figure this could uh, haul quite a bit of weight. Yeah, yeah. Actually, my family and I we uh, run a little place uh, fixing up uh, and building motors. Uh, isn't that nice? You ever work on one of these before? I know you guys uh, have a fancy towards the electric cars in there. Uh, well, pretty much if uh, anything, if it's got uh, some kind of gears and a drivetrain moves, uh, I can fix it. Uh, what, uh, what exactly is the problem at the farm? Well, you know, we uh, we produce most of the crops that get turned into food here for Metapol. Uh, here lately, our yield's been pretty low. We've had uh, a string of problems. Um, machinery not working right, breaking down at very inopportune moments, uh, fires, uh, people going uh, missing. Uh, it just doesn't add up. It's, it's too much of a coincidence for these things to happen in the timing that they do. Yeah. And, uh, well, <laughs> that fine city years there needs to be fed and it's our job to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, about how long has this been going on? Uh, better part of a month now. Okay. You guys will click on the uh, top map and go to the MG Hilton 1 yeah. map. And you'll have to drag uh, new tokens out onto the map. Fair enough. All right. Uh, Mr. Bradley gives you uh, directions out uh, to the farmstead, and it's uh, it's very it's it's a corporate farm. It's very large, uh, very industrialized. In the fields, you see. Repurposed uh, Ironman suit, uh, like you have in the city, that are used for particularly nasty. Um, well, when the police need armored, <laughs> suited figures uh, for anything that happens, well, these have been repurposed, and they've been uh, like hail, hay balers have been put on them, uh, plowers, that sort of thing. So these uh, these steam suits have been put to use uh, in a farm setting. You also see very large steam engines that are doing uh, a lot of harvesting and planting as well. Uh, he has you drive up to this uh, house that's kind of like uh, just on the outskirts of the farm. It's uh, it's a brick uh, a brick in like straw brick and adobe house. It's it's very nice uh, on the outside. And he says, uh, "Well, this will." be your uh, home and command location for the duration. Uh, we ran a telegraph wire uh, if you need to get in communications uh, with the city. And I'll be your contact here if you need anything from us. Uh, it did take about an hour, uh, a little bit more than an hour to get out of here. And uh, you're going back and forth from the police station and checking out uh, the other two places you stopped in. Gets you your late afternoon now. It's about 3, 4 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, production usually stops at sundown. Uh, we've got one local inn where uh, 
We got liquor and we got food for all the inhabitants. Uh, a lot of people gather there if you uh, want to do some talking and asking around. Otherwise, uh, he hands you, uh, each of you, like a, a badge to clip on. And this will get you to any of the facilities around here, and you're being given clearance to ask and talk to anyone you wish. Sure. Um, the only two questions. Uh, one is, what was the last, like, event? What was the last thing that happened that you remember? Green silo fire happened just yesterday. Okay. We just uh, We just packed that silo. It was full of enough wheat to feed that city for several months. Mm. It was a bad loss, I tell you. It's a lot of work involved, and well, uh, I got to tell you, if this keeps up much longer, uh, we're going to have a real problem in that there city here. You guys are going to be very low on food soon, and uh, I know that causes uh, some distress. Right now, definitely. Uh, it's good that we came out here. Um, also, uh, one last thing: um, the. Do you ever have any problems out here with sky pirates? Pirates? Uh, don't got much that floats in the air around here. Uh, fair enough. I thought that, you know, they might uh, land, maybe come out and do a raid, dig off, that kind of thing. Well, there's a couple of landing strips uh, out uh, out in the old fields that aren't used anymore. Um, yeah, I... I get the idea that uh, some people use them for uh, moving in in and out merchandise in the city that may be uh, not quite legal, but they haven't bothered us, and we haven't bothered them, and the city hasn't seemed fit to look into it, so don't right. see that it's oh. any of my business. I see. Okay. Um, no, that's it. Thanks very much. Thank you, sir. Uh, he leaves you with the uh, keys to the residence. He says, well, we all the buildings got keys, but... People around here are pretty trusting. We don't lock much down. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, so this place that he gave us, it has a telegraph? Yeah, they ran a telegraph wire uh, uh, in this room with a fireplace. Uh, that's where they put down the telegraph wire. Um, hey, Bert, I'm, I'm going to guess that the door on the ground near where my character is is actually... Not on the ground. And no, actually, that's a that's an open air, like a barn area, uh, okay. and that is actually a broken up uh, door that's it was being broken up for firewood for kindling. <laughs> the insides of the of the cabin itself are very well appointed, hardwood floors, good roaring fire going. Uh, there is no electricity at all, um, other than the telegraph wire that got ran down. Uh, it's got candles, uh, it's got a fireplace, and that's pretty much it. He said, uh, the, oh, there is a steam boiler uh, for hot water um, beneath the house. Fair enough. I, I ask uh, Bradley, uh, do you have a, is there a place where I could buy a rifle around here? Oh, well, certainly. We, uh, we get lots of wild animals through here. Had a bad spot with wolves a couple a uh, couple years ago. We get the occasional Indian. Um, what would you like, little lady? We got rifles. We got shotguns. A uh, couple pistols around. Um, just an ordinary, you know, like a rifle is fine. Yeah, I'll sure. take a I'll take a pistol if you can get one. All right. Uh, I assume you guys have used these kinds of weapons before. Oh, I have. Nope. 
Okay, well, Mr. Bishop, uh, seeing as you hear official like, I'll, uh, I'll get you that gun, but do keep in I mind that I... this is heavily populated area. You be sure what you're aiming at and what's behind it before you shoot. That's you why... Livestock I... here as well. We don't want any of that killed either. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm kind of keeping it just for show, sir. I'm hoping I won't ever have to fire it. I'll, uh, send those guns up with, uh, Lady to bring you some food here in the next hour, if that'll be all right. Um, okay. All right. Well, you settle in, and uh, I believe I'll see you at the end tonight if you have the occasion to stop by. No problem. No problem. Uh, by the way, where can you give us directions to where that fire was? That oh. silo fire? Oh, sure. You can uh, actually see it from the road here, and he points down the road. Uh, <coughs> you guys will look at the farmstead overview there. It's uh, one of the other maps. Yep. All right. Um, on the bottom of the map, on the south road, there's a big field. Uh, in between the two fields, there's kind of like a, looks like a couple of boards there. That's actually yeah. where the silo is going to be, and it's uh, it's burned it's burned down. Now this is just like one section of the farmstead. Uh, this is where they raise uh, corn and wheat, and it's got a lot of uh, the. The big building in the middle near the lake, that's the inn. And uh, the other larger building with the blue roof, um, that's where people live. Mm-hmm. And then down the road are like more sections of field, different uh, different crops. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see. I, tr- I test out the... Uh, I test out the telegraph. All right. Um, yeah. Give me a roll. <laughs> or what, what do I roll? Here? You can do repair. That's fine. Okay. If you've got any kind of mechanical okay, knowledge, uh, Morse is pretty well used, so. Wow. One. Good enough. One. Hey, it works. Okay. Uh, I, you I'll just send, send, you send out a test uh, test signal. And there's uh fires back. Uh, it's the operator on the other end can route it to wherever you want. Right then, I'll uh, I'll leave a message for Blair at the uh, at the police saying, uh, you know, have arrived. Are talking to locals. Will update soon, Drina. Uh, Drina, you also know, having worked some with telegraph wires before, there are devices that you can use to use them as primitive phones. The quality is really low, um, mm-hmm. but that is possible as well. But uh, the telegraph uh, or telegraph keys are the more commonly used things now when you don't have widespread electricity for broadcast uh, phone service. Right. Yeah, fair enough. All right. So we got, uh, I don't really know we're here. Um, I mean, look at this. This is a really big place. Mm-hmm. It's uh, uh, it's set up to have uh, multiple multiple guests here. Um, it looks like it's been very well maintained, but no one lives here normally. Like there's not the signs of of uh, it being long occupied. Figure this right. is like a guest cabin. Gotcha. All right uh, then. Hmm. 
I don't know. I feel very much like we should prepare this place for some sort of defense. Yeah, probably be a good idea. <laughs> is there a? It's a one. It's a one story. It's one story. Yeah, I'm um, guessing that there's also a basement. Yeah, there's uh in the middle there. There's a set of stairs going down. Uh, just looking through it, it just goes to the boiler, and uh, it's yeah. kind of like a root cellar as well. That's really it. It's not much oh. much room, and there's no other way in or out other than those stairs. Oh, I was hoping there was at least a few bits of wine. Okay, fair enough. So there's no there's no like there are no external doors like loading doors that lead right to the basement. No, uh, it looks like the uh, the steam uh, that that's down there is ran in like it does. It doesn't have its own boiler. Uh, it's ran in from a pipe. This is right. just like a, it just holds concentrated hot water down here and gives it to you mm-hmm. as you need it. So yeah, right. you don't have to worry about feeding the boiler or anything. It's it's all piped in. Oh, okay. Well, that's rather nice. Like a big right. hot water heater, really, is what it is. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Then I guess I'll. Now that that that'll take a while. So, uh, if the boiler's working fine, then let's see. I'll uh, go ahead and push up the chairs up to the windows. And uh, that, there's no sandbags here, are there? No, no. <laughs> Actually, the place looks like it would be really hard to defend. Your best bet yeah. is probably sealing off one of the rooms uh, because there are a lot of windows yeah, and several exterior doors. Right. Yeah. It's almost like this place wasn't designed with defense in mind. <laughs> no, Probably it's not. designed for view and comfort uh, because you yeah. notice that each of the windows actually has a spectacular view. Uh, for someone that's uh, that's lived in the city for a long time, it's you know it's a very it's a breathtaking sight. Right, ah, that that's that is nice. Yes, I think that they'd want defense, have defense somewhat in mind, saying all the attacks and such, mm-hmm. Indian attacks. Maybe right, they well, just don't like their guests normally. <laughs> that should be fine, I guess, as long as we don't actually sleep in the bedroom, because that's where they will come in and try to kill us. Yeah. <laughs> I called the couch. <laughs> All right, let's uh we'll wait a I'll wait a little bit for this woman that's supposed to bring us uh, some food. Yeah, it's not long after you take the tour of the house and get the uneasy feeling that defensibility <laughs> will be difficult. All right. Uh that uh, someone knocks on the the front door. Uh it's older lady that's got a bonnet on her on her gray hair and she's carrying a a basket of freshly baked bread, some cheese, and some uh, ham, and she's got slung over her shoulder a rifle. Um, hands it over to you, Drina, and hands a pistol um, and ammo for both. Over, Thank you. And as well as the food. And she smiles at you and says, Well, how do you like the place? Cleaned it up all nice for you. Um, the it is, it is very lovely. Thank you. Oh, it is beautiful. Especially the view. Yep. Uh, we use it every once in a while. Uh, people from the guild like to come down and uh, go hunting, uh, enjoy the sights out here, just to get away from the city a bit. So we keep the place pretty well appointed. There's actually a keg of beer that's been freshly tapped in uh, that closet over there, and she uh, uh, points <laughs> to. I'm going to use the pointer tool <laughs> right in here. <laughs> you guys see that? 
No, no, but I know what you're pointing. Yeah, okay. I know. I don't. Like, I don't see anything now. Uh, okay. What are you pointing? Right here. Yes. As I'm guessing. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, there we go. There it is. And uh, the larders have uh, got a few uh, canned and jarred provisions in there. I uh, just brought you something uh, fresh over. Thought you might enjoy that. Uh, we usually take our uh, food at the end if we don't make it ourselves in our homes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, cool. Thank you. Well, if you need anything, uh, anyone around should be able to give you a hand. Um, mm-hmm. um, no, not right now. Thank you. Uh, I guess. Uh, do we? I, I guess the last thing is. Uh, do we have a car to use? Like some way to get around? Well, uh, you ever rode a horse? Uh, we got horses. Most people uh, hereabouts just walk. Uh, we could probably get you a steam vehicle or a tractor of some sort. Um, don't have a lot of call for cars out here. There, there's not much right. in the way of a good road. No, that's true. Uh, what is horse, what skill does horse riding fall under? Riding. <laughs> yep, don't have that. <laughs> uh, I'd rather not learn how to ride a horse. So how geez. how about a bicycle? Do you have a bike? You've got to. Have oh a yeah, we've got bicycles. Um, okay. Sure, I can have you some drop by in the morning if you'd like. Uh, yeah, that's that's better. Right. Than a horse hmm? for me. Yes. Yes, bicycles. That would just fall Un- under drive. So if you've got drive, that unless you. <laughs> that's I mean, unless problem. you've got a. You know, unless you've got some steam-powered motorcycles, something like that. I mean, uh, you get a few you could, uh, steam-powered cars around town. I'm I'm sure that uh, someone will be able to let you borrow one if you feel the need to have one. It would be. I would. I would be very thankful. Yeah, but if you could have the cars and the bicycles, that'd be great. Yeah, sure. We'll uh, we'll load up one of the steam trucks and uh, we'll throw a couple of the bicycles in the back. How will that do for you? That's great. Thanks. Uh, that's great. Uh, we're gonna go and I'm gonna go and uh, test the rifles here a little bit, you know, zero in the sights. Um, then we'll, uh, uh, well, I'm sure we'll see you later. <laughs> Nods. And what's the lady's name? Oh, she introduced herself as Martha. Yeah, let's go for it. It's Martha Stewart. Hmm. <laughs> 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 I guess she does everything by hand in homegrown. <laughs> I'm going to, well, she's firing her rifle. I'm going to try and attempt, I'm going to fire this thing and see how bad the kick is. Mm-hmm. There's actually, um, right outside the back, there's uh, like a dirt mound that rises up a bit that you can fire into with, uh, so that you know where your bullets are going. Um <laughs> I make sure to aim at that, and I make sure to look that there aren't any animals beyond the mound. Sure. Uh, do you do you have firearms, Drina? Do you have shooting? I do have shooting, yeah. All right. You don't really have to make a roll, um, assuming you've got it at least at one or better. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, I don't. In, in which case, it's, it is well-oiled. It's well-cared for. It's sighted in well. Uh, so you'll fire off a few rounds just to get the feel of the weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bishop, unfortunately, you will have to roll. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure it's either. Uh, zero. All right. Uh, you're not quite sure how the bullets go into the gun. 
pretty sure this trigger-like thing and the barrel points that way, but you're having trouble getting the bullets into the gun. Uh, hey, uh, Gina, it's it's a revolver. You... Oh, God. <laughs> hey, yes. Gina, can you show me how to use this thing? I don't want to use it, but if it comes down to it, I'd like to know how. No, uh, you're going to have an axe. <laughs> As Drina pulls an axe out of uh, the tree stump there in the back. <laughs> and um, hands it over. Right, and uh, you can stick that in your belt and not shoot me in the face. <laughs> okay, I'll keep the gun just for show then. Fine, yes. If you need to, sh- you can always point it and say freeze or some freeze police, that kind no. of thing. Yeah, that works. Freeze or I'll shoot you. Yeah, there you go. Uh, by the way, is there such thing as a safety on this thing? Because uh... <laughs> I reach over and I turn on, I, I flip the safety on. Okay, I need to know how to turn this off so they don't say your safety is on when I point it at them. Or as they there. stare down the revolver end and notice there are no bullets in the actual revolving end. <laughs> oh, God. Fine, I, I put the bullets in the revolver, then I turn the safety on, and I point out the switch. That is the safety. <laughs> Thank you. I hope I never have to use this thing. This I, I thing. More than you hope, I hope that you never have to use this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer my fists. Fine. So, yeah, let's hit on... Uh, let's see. We've got two choices here. We can either go to the silo. Okay, let's, uh, let's go to the silo first, then head over yeah. to the end. Since it's yeah, on that the makes line. sense. No, it, uh, I, I will point out that it, by this time it is getting around 4 or 5 o'clock, and there's no electric light out here. Oh, right. There's, well, people must have. There's I lanterns. Take a lamp. Yeah, there, there I take are a lamps. Lamp. So I'll take a, I'll put a, like, one candle, like, in my pocket and take a lamp. Mm-hmm. I'll, t- I'll put some extra oil in my pocket. Or not extra. I'll take yeah, but you extra. can grab a flask. Um, <laughs> yeah, flask. You're, you're well stocked in here for everything that you need. So sure, yeah, you grab a couple of bullseye lanterns, mm-hmm. uh, flask. Uh, do they have like matches or something? Yeah, the, sure. There's yeah. there's some matches. I take a box of matches because I'm gonna. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. No problem. Let's uh, let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Where are you heading? The silo. You're going to the silo first? Okay, so you yes. guys are going to be passing the end, um, and you can see that there are already a lot of people uh, in there. It's pretty ruckus. You can hear it quite clearly uh, from outside. Mm-hmm. You do pass a water well um, as well and a set of stables uh, before you get to the grain silo. Um, it, it You can tell it's has been it been burned very recently. I mean, it, it's still smoking a little. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All the grain inside was it was apparently explosive. The whole top of it blew off. Yeah, that's gonna happen. Um, let's see. You do get the nice smell of baked bread coming off of it, though. Right. Mm. Interesting. Ah, I love the smell of baked bread in the morning. Wait, it's the afternoon, and that bread was baked. Damn! Exploded bread in the evening. <laughs> So wait a minute. Does doesn't it need to get be really hot before silo? I mean, I know like grain and flour silos can be set on fire and even explode very rarely. But doesn't it need to be extremely hot for that to happen? I don't know. What does Drina know about uh, physics? <laughs> now, what would that be under? I mean, scholarship. Scholarship. Yep. Okay. That's a good I'll general roll. 
Yeah, either one of you can roll. Scholarship, go. Two. Two. Okay. Uh, it doesn't have to be that hot. Uh, just depending on how much grain dust there was in the silo could have caused an explosion, but looking at it, it wasn't just the explosion wasn't the extent of the damage. I mean, the, the silo itself is, is well and truly charred. So it was more than just an explosion. It looked like it was a very intense fire. Uh, can I do an investigation roll and investigate it? Yeah. I'll do that too. Ooh, ooh, that's a, uh, that's a six successes. Okay, yeah, uh, fire was hot enough to melt the rock foundation. Right. Well, that's not normal. No. No. In fact, because real grain silos have valves specifically designed to make sure that Mm -hmm. the the, the pressure never gets bad enough (laughs) for it to explode. So, because that's a that's a known danger. Mm-hmm. So, it's a simple safety precaution. So, obviously, what we have yeah, here someone... is somebody set a fire and started a fire on purpose, and mm-hmm. the grain just was fuel for the fire, and the thing burnt and went up. Mm-hmm. With the roll that you made there, Bishop, and it was a very intense fire. Um, and just by the way that you're looking at the scorching around the bottom of it, it was very fast, very intense, very fast fire. You don't smell any accelerant, though. There's not like any lingering smell of like fuel of any kind. And that's well, that something actually Drina would pick up on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was my next question. All right. Yeah, well, I figured it might have been enough time. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I mean, they're right. This is definitely sabotage. Yes. We'll have to and see if there's anyone who's been acting strange lately, etc. while we're over at the inn. Let's go, wait, let's go wait, to the inn and let's enjoy a party. Right, real quick, I, I do a, a walk around of the silo. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, what's near it? I mean... There, well, there's two fields to either side. Uh, and while the, uh, the very, like, Closest crop to um, the silo is a little singed. They're they're mostly untouched. That's really the extent of the damage. So it was very centralized. Um, it didn't spread very far. I mean, it, essentially, it just took down the silo and nothing really else around it. Gotcha. Uh, now, it is grass uh, around the silo. Um, it's not like a, a paved road or a dirt road, so there really aren't any... I mean, there's no footprints or anything like that. I mean, you can see where people have been walking around in the grass because it's been pushed down, but it looks, you know, there's a lot of people here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's no they've... discernible footprints. It's just that the grass is mashed down. Yeah, well, there have been probably people putting stuff in and out and et cetera and been looking at it, wondering what the hell happened. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right. I guess we can go to the end. Let's okay. go to a party. Huzzah! I'm not going to drink a lot. Uh, the end is uh, its really just a very uh, large log cabin. Um, it's one central room with lots of ter- uh, tables and chairs. It looks to be like the main kitchen cooking facility uh, for this, this farming area. Uh, it's got several fireplaces where there are food, you know, cooking in large pots. 
There's a lot of uh, kitchen helpers running, running around, is bringing plates and plates of food out to the tabletops. Uh, lots of farmers here talking, drinking. Uh, there's along one wall. There's several like tapped kegs uh, of both <laughs> beer and wine. <laughs> Sounds like a good party. Uh, one of the things that you notice straight off that you don't get too much of in the city is that there are more than one language being spoken at the tables. Um, smattering of Dutch, smattering of German, um, some languages that uh, neither one of you would have really heard before. Um, I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna start like chatting. Chatting, I'm gonna just kind of like just generally what I'm gonna do here is chat up with people, make friends, figure out what information, speak with the people who speak English. <laughs> what what is the, the can I do a scholarship role to figure out what language they're speaking? Like I said, it's a little bit just from all over the place. I mean, you a little Spanish here, you even hear a you know, phrase or two in French. Um, I mean, this is a mass of people, there's at least 50. Maybe even sixty people sitting around at various tables. Um, both of you, give me, mm, give me alertness rolls. Three successes. Okay. Alertness. So that's uh, one. All right. Um, it, one is good enough. Three you know, is a little bit better. Uh, you do, you do notice that there's a there's a certain clickishness involved, um, and it doesn't seem to revolve around nationalities or language either. It seems that. There are certain farmers that farm certain things. Um, some of them are, mm-hmm. or some of them even deal with livestock. And they're, you know, it's, they're all congregating in those groups. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try and hang out with the grain, the grain farmers who would have, who basically would know about the silo. Kind of hang out with them, try and get information from them, see if I can get, and then just kind of go to the different groups and just smooch, you know, talk, chat, you know. Okay. Joke and about stories, etc. What are you doing, Rita? Then I'm going to go to the uh, the guys who have livestock and do the same thing. Hang out with them. Okay. Um, here's what I like to do. Well, we'll go ahead and start uh, with uh, Bishop. Um, give me a rapport roll. And this is against. I'm just going to make one general roll for uh, uh, the, the room. So yeah, they four, didn't do very well. Four successes. Okay. Uh, so. Uh, you're going to make a net six successes. <laughs> so you did very well. So you narrate to me, um, you know, given you made six successes, what goes on? Hmm? This is something new I want to try. I mean, you, we're, we're setting up a scene here and, uh, you, you succeeded very well. In other words, your, your ability to schmooze with them and get them to open up to you really worked. It's, you know, it really paid off. So, Kind of set the scene for me. Uh, t- tell me a little bit about uh, of what's going on. Uh, who you particularly want to make a contact with? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, set it up for me. Uh, write write your own little scene here. But uh, just to keep in mind that you did very well, and they are very open to you. <laughs> can we go to? <laughs> can we? So, yeah, I'll give you. I'll let you give you a chance to think about it. Adrena, go ahead and give me a roll. Okay, rapport. Mm-hmm. See what I got here. Oh wow! So yeah, that's seven. So which is like epic? I think is the yeah. Word. You did. <laughs> they like you a lot. You're a pretty girl from the city. <laughs> that's right. Uh, you can look over and uh, 
they're like picking and, and she carries a wrench you carry a wrench that wins points <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah i'm i'm uh you know i'm uh shaking hands and buying drinks and uh oh that's that's something you notice when you actually try and buy the buy drinks there's actually no money being <laughs> going back and forth it seems to be that this the purpose of this building is actually to feed the workers there there's no money mm-hmm. being exchanged oh, here that makes sense yeah they they don't they make all the beer they could want if mm-hmm. they want it so uh yeah i i um and i see it i uh it, i think what's going on here um i'm talking to all the uh the guys who uh, have livestock, uh, cattle, pigs, and so on. And uh, what I'm finding out here, unless this is uh, like contrary to what, what you have in mind, Bert, is uh, I think it looks like there's some sort of struggle between the the guys who uh, farm animals and the guys who uh, grow fields. That they, uh, they, they're resentful that the Farmers that uh, are fencing off, are you know their wheat and cornfields and so on, and or and uh, taking space away. I mean, it's, it's bad enough the damn Indians uh, come in and raid on us and steal our cattle, and uh, now you know uh, the little space we do have is getting uh, all eaten up by by these uh, hay seeds, like <laughs> sticking uh, sticking posts in the ground everywhere, fencing off a, a range, or cattle uh, can't get enough to eat. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good way good way to put it. Uh, yeah, there's always tension involved when you have uh, livestock farmers and dirt farmers working in the same place because they're vying for the same resources, namely water and space. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are limited in how far they can expand because if they get expand too far out, they have more problems with native wildlife and uh, Indians. Um, so they have to keep somewhat together in a group. It doesn't. They don't get uh, attacked or raided uh, much when they're together. It's when they try to branch out and uh, like strike off and make their own farmstead or go deeper into the forest area that they're attacked. At least by the red men, they say. Um, as far as like uh, all the troubles lately, it's uh, a lot of them just kind of shake their head and say, uh, you know, bad luck and. Some of those that are more superstitious, as they say it, you know, they'll make a little warding sign and say, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, great misfortune. Uh, you know, we must have did something wrong. Well, I mean. Well, uh, none of them seem to believe that it's like uh, none of them seem to to wave a finger at any one group and say, oh, yeah, they're burning down this or that uh, because they're all kind of in that together. Yeah, there's. You know, so they butt head sometimes over how the space should be best used or who should get the water for what, but mm-hmm. you know, they all live together. Well, I tell you, um, I can tell you right now, uh, you know, we went around the uh, the burn silo, and I can tell you for sure that wasn't no accident. Uh, somebody, uh, somebody did that. So it uh, definitely is no, uh, it's no act of God and no misfortune. Uh, is there somebody, uh, somebody out there uh, actually trying to, uh, you know, trying to mess up your y'all's place here? So, what I'm planning to do is uh, call in like one of these high tech forensics team from the police department. In the city it should be out here by tomorrow afternoon at the latest. And uh, while those boys they scrape every, they look under every rock and they, you know, every 
they scrape every blade of grass for fingerprints, and they can uh, can match uh, people's hair to themselves and whatnot. So I'm sure uh, by uh, you know by the day after tomorrow we should uh, know who uh, who done this. I feel sorry for the guy. So I'm, I'm gonna at this point I'm gonna say you're talking at a particular table, and uh, one of the farmers, uh, you know, big ham-fisted man, uh, very round of face. Uh, he seems to be uh, very, very, you know, smart, though. He's got very intelligent eyes. He says, uh, so you think it's one of us have been doing this? Uh, lady, there ain't been wow. any other strangers around here, and we've been all together for many years now. There ain't been wow. no one new here. Well, I mean, I'm just, I didn't, I'm the saying, you know, you understand, I'm uh, I'm an investigator. I don't draw any conclusions until I have evidence. I'm just saying, you know, that wasn't any misfortune. Somebody planned that and did it. So, yeah, well, why would they do that, though? I mean, it's not—it's not like it's hurting us. It's hurting you folk more than anything. Well, it could be. I'm just uh, speculating on a hypothesis here. It could be, uh, you know, it could be uh, Indians resentful, trying to prevent uh, expansion here. Uh, could be. Uh, and it could be uh, pirates, and yeah, it could you know, it could be uh, just a lone crazy uh, out doing mischief. Hmm. It could be, it could be a lot of things. Well, uh, he takes a big sip of his uh, mug of beer and says, "Well, better you uh, you all find out what's going on. The best, uh, I guess, we can get about our work." So, my name's Lim. He puts out his hand. This big meaty paw. <laughs> if uh, right. if you need anything from us around here, you uh, you look me up. Uh, I'm kind of the labor boss for uh, the livestock into things. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. If, uh, if uh, well, if we need anything, I definitely will give you a call. See, I mean, does I take it? Uh, does anybody look shifty? <laughs> um, it, it's kind of hard to tell because know, you, you don't have a lot of experience with, uh, you know, the, these kinds of workers. They're very, you know, they're very plain. They wear their emotions very, very near to the surface. I mean, if some fights break out and they're patting each other back and offering one another beers in the blink of an eye afterwards, uh, so there's very little, you know, concealing of anything going on. Right. It's kind of refreshing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> So are uh, you ready, Marcus? So I was on the wing of this plane, and we were flying <laughs> all the way through the air. I said, you're going to land this plane, or I'll take us both out. They laughed at me. They, the guy had his weird electrical pistol. He tried to shoot me, missed me by an inch, I swear. I ripped the wing. They landed, and uh, and the... And I just continue with the story about the sky pirates and they're just eating it up, eating it up. I love this story. And then I, I kind of, you know, we land and all that. And I get to the end, you know, I get to the big point where and and bullets fly as, as the cavalry comes in and takes them out on the ground. You've got a, a group of people surrounding you listening. And then there's like people, you know, calling out to other people in uh, in the end to come over and listen. It's like, we got us a storyteller here. Come on. Best entertainment we've had all year. <laughs> so there's I mean, a big group of people surrounding you listening to your story. 
and and as I get to the and then after I'm done, I'm like, yeah. Uh, anyone else know anything about any like pilots? You know, I heard there were a couple of old airfields not used. Anyone know anything about them? They're actually used by some people like them. Yeah, a couple of uh, guys speak up to that. Uh, there, there are some uh, old uh, fields they used to use, uh, but for one reason or another, soil never turned out well. Not much grew there, but it's good flat land since they kind of leveled it all down. And occasionally they'll uh, they'll have uh, flyers come in and land there. Um, town speculation that is people bringing in black market stuff uh, into the city. Couple times though, they've uh, it was people uh, from you know not from Metapole from other towns that just had to make a forced landing would come into town looking for food or help or etc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the, the, uh, the region hereabouts is mostly dense forests, uh, yeah. so that looks pretty inviting from the air. These nice open patches of land. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I'll ask them like, uh, where, how far is the way those? No fields, and kind of just like get where it is, where the fields are. Oh yeah, somebody actually draws you out a crude map for it. Uh, I, you know, it'll take some getting to if you're doing it uh, by foot, but by horse or uh, you know car, uh, not so bad. Mm-hmm. It's hey, far so- enough away from the city that uh, I mean, if you were walking, it, it would it would take you you know several hours to get to uh, the, the town here. Yeah. So anyone see anything, you know, suspicious, you know, any monsters out in the forests or anything like that recently? Oh, yeah. This is where people start swapping tales of you, of hunting down, you know, large. Yeah, that's what I was hoping to get into the stories. <laughs> and large things that look like bears. They got four, you know, they got four upright paws and they stand on two more and they got two sets of jaws and wolves as big as, you know, small yeah, cars. I kind of <laughs> listen for the um, the stories that sound like just slightly like it may be like the ghost story or something like that where it was something creepy that might actually be related to uh, the one, of, uh, <laughs> one of the guys talks about the man bear pig yeah there you go <laughs> the man, man bear pig half yes. man half bear half pig <laughs> shoots bees out of his mouth when it's angry <laughs> <laughs> uh, you you do get a lot of kind of folklore uh, uh, kind of talk going around uh, along with some ghost stories and sort of thing um a lot of people keep bringing up the fact that they think that uh, the village has done something wrong, uh, especially the ones that uh, are uh, German uh, ancestry or non uh, non like you know England, uh, just a little bit more superstitious or have more in touch with uh, stories from the their old world, and mm-hmm. uh, just really believe that there's something um, something has taken a dislike to the village and is causing all these things. No one's been harmed to this point, though. That includes livestock. It just, you know, buildings burning, um, things breaking down, uh, like at key moments um, that causes uh, ruination to a field. Uh, mm-hmm. They've been having some problems with their steam boilers. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, oh, actually, uh, give me uh, give me an alertness roll there, um, Marcus. Of course. What's, uh, what's the total? Zero. Okay, yeah. So so nothing uh, that you're picking up on um, mm, specifically then? Uh, hmm. I'm trying to figure out if I have an aspect that I can re-roll that. Could be. Let's take a look here. Mm. Money and people spend easily. No. Help those in need. 
Mm. Struggling well connected. Always completes his end of a deal. Nothing's jumping out, but if you can make any of those fit, I'll, mm. I'll buy it. How about help the helps those in need because they're having weird problems, and so I'm trying to figure out, trying to find that connection, that that weird little tail out of there that just All right. doesn't. Yeah, seem I'll, right. I'll buy that. Go ahead and give me a roll. Come on. Ooh, there we go. That's five. All the stories of mishap in one way or another have fire in common. Like all the machinery that uh, that ends up not working and malfunctioning all have steam boilers. Um, things catching on fire. Uh, you know, It all has a common theme of fire involved or of heat. I look, uh, are there any stories that involve, you know, like, like a guy who, you know, used to like to light things on fires, the old pyromaniac as a kid? Uh, we had one of those a couple of years ago, hung them right here in town square. Mm. Great. Best uh, way to deal with them. Did he have a brother? <laughs> uh, no, no, he didn't. Sister? He burned down his family. Mm. Did it on purpose. That's why we hung him. Makes perfect sense. Jerks like that shouldn't live. What, what was his? What was his name? I can't quite remember. The guy you're talking to is kind of scratching his beard. Um, we might have some public records on it. Of course, that's all closed down now. You can check in the morning. Mm-hmm. Okay. We don't got those fat, fancy engines out here, but we got uh, we got books. Know how to write, mostly. Know how to read, mostly. <laughs> so, how, how how long ago was this guy killed? Oh, more than a year, maybe two ago. In the middle of summer, you see, and you know it was a pretty dry year, and we were already having um problems with uh for forest fires and uh it was just a bad year for it. He launches into this tale oh, of uh yep. <laughs> a tale of woe. Yes, this tale of woe. Let's see. Well, I mean I think we're I guess we might be about done here. Uh yeah, just enjoy ourselves, have a little bit I'll enjoy myself. Get a little dancing, a little flirting. Oh, yeah. Yep. There are too many women folk here, though. I understand why. There are a few, but it's mostly men. Mm-hmm. Because as you that see around, there aren't a lot of, there are like no children here. So you're figuring they're probably back home with the children. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yes. I've, where is the brothel? <laughs> uh, we got wives. That's what you're asking. I don't <laughs> likely think anyone's willing to share them. <laughs> well, I'm just saying you have like so you have the it's some of these some of these outfits are are corporate, right? So you have these big farms and no oh, this this like, whole this whole uh, city's corporate. We all uh, we all look for big food. Uh, okay. We, yeah. They provide <laughs> so, us with the machinery and they get us new families in to help. Uh, and nurture the land. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm guessing it's transportation who moves the food. No, of course, we got to move mm-hmm. somehow. Uh, who's the normal person who transports the stuff? Well, we send uh, we got uh, a couple of big steam trunks here, and we move the produce in uh, once a week. Um, the more like once every other week recently with the problems we've been having. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are there any other prime targets like the silo, you know, within the coming days that we might want to, that might want to be watched? Well, um, once again, you might want to check the records. Uh, everything that happens around here gets recorded down. Uh, mm. we got a newspaper as well. Uh, I think they, uh, the library is going to keep both of those things. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And not much else to do around here during the winter except to read and do crafts. That's no fun. That's a little fun. Mm, yeah. I'll be I'll be back in one second. Sure. You wanna take a quick one there, Marcus? Yeah, might as well. Alright. We felt my drink. Uh, what? Can anyone hear me? Yeah, you're a little quieter, but yeah, I can hear you. Okay, I have to be. I have to be a little bit quieter. But okay. okay, then I'll just turn my volume up <laughs> and get deafened by Bert. Yeah. Ah. You got people going to sleep already. <laughs> uh, some of them, apparently. Yeah. Go okay. to sleep. Well, it is. Oh, crud! It's nine thirty there. I forget that. It's okay. We rejoin our show already in progress. <laughs> All um, right. Um, so what's your next step? All right. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. <laughs> sleep. Oh, I figured we were going to go. Now that we've had our fun and party, we'd go take, go. No, actually, no. The best idea would be go to the fields at night. Um, I wouldn't mind, uh, I mean, I don't know, I kind of feel like you might be right about that, but, um, because hmm. most people, most people, if you're going to be hmm. subtle, they do it at night and have like a little bit of, a little bit burning because the fields are a long, a decent walk away. So they can probably have stuff burning and you wouldn't be able to really see the smoke or the glow. Uh, now that you're right about that, um, yeah, I agree. That might not be a bad idea. What we could do here is, um, I I do feel like some kind of I don't know some kind of stakeout might not be a bad idea. I don't. I just don't know. I don't know. Just don't know what we should stake out. But yeah, this. I don't know these. These landing fields do seem really. Um, they seem suspicious. We can check really out. Really suspicious. And we, go ahead. And if they fail, we when we stick them out there for a little. Sorry. Need to turn down the volume just a little bit on my end. Uh, mm-hmm. 
we need to, uh, we could stake that out. And if that fails, you know, sometime through the night, we decide, yeah, nothing's going to happen. We head back, get some rest, and then go check out the library to see what information we can get on that. That is true. So, um, but you're not talking about spending all night out in the field, right? No, no, no. Just uh, a good while to see if there's anything there, anything happening. Right. Probably a trip to a f- maybe an hour there and then a long trip back since we're walking. Yeah, that's the thing. Is I'm, I'm just concerned about like getting there and then getting back without getting lost. Don't worry. I know we take a left at Albuquerque. I'm sure of it. <laughs> right. All right. I mean, um, if we get lost, if we get lost, don't worry. No one knows where we're at, so we'll be fine. <laughs> but you have guns. That's all. The, all that's important. You have guns. Actually, uh, no. <laughs> one of us has a gun. The other one has fists. Yes. No, you have an axe. <laughs> I can't use it. Oh. <laughs> it's an axe. What's to know? You throw it at him, right? Sure, some people do that too. All right, so what is your plan? What is your next course of action? I think... All right. What time is it right now? Oh, it's going on late. It's like uh, 8 o'clock at night. Okay. By the time we get there, they said it's a couple hour walk. It'll be around 10 to midnight. Somewhere in that range. I mean, I have a little map here to help us. Right, that's true. All right. Um, do we have a? Is there a compass? Anyone have a compass? <laughs> uh, no one has a compass. Right. Um, Are there, there at least some landmarks on this map? Oh, everyone says, well, don't you know you're reckoning, son? You, you find that star in the sky, and you head that way, and that's east, and they they, ah. they try to uh, explain navigation to you. Sadly, you don't have navigation, so. <laughs> Got it. I know what I'm spending my next point on. <laughs> All right. Um. Well, I say goodnight. Obviously, I don't tell anybody about the, um, about our plan. Yeah. And um yeah, I guess we'll uh, we'll we'll do we'll take um Daniel's plan and we'll head down to the airfield. Right, so you guys are going to walk on. Yeah. Uh, what is navigation under? Oh, it would just be scholarship. Survival. Oh, okay. Or survival. Uh, Actually survival would be more. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Darn. I don't have survival. Right. <laughs> so walking? Yes. Oh, um, it's quieter. All right. Well, uh, one thing that you're noticing right off the bat is that without electric lights on, things are far darker than you remember them ever being in the city. Uh, yeah, and even with your bullseye lanterns, uh, hearing the night noises, sound of wolves in the distance, uh, as you're heading out of town, quickly behind you, the last glows of any light except for your lantern, uh, you quickly outdistance. So you are 
going down a woodland trail with a couple of bullseye lanterns, and it's pretty much pitch dark around you. There's a sliver of moon in the sky. Mm. I couldn't have been the full moon. It would have been easier to see with night vision, and we could have turned off the bullseye lanterns without having to worry a little bit. Okay, let's stop here. Maybe there's some easier way to do this. Um... Come on, don't you love the forest? The sounds of wolves howling in the distance. The sound of hoo, hoo, No, I mean, I, I don't from think all anything, around you. Yeah, I, I don't think anything's going to happen to us. I think that there's just a real chance that we could just wander around the forest all night. We have a trail right here. And look, the North Star's right there, or right there, or... That no, is one of the right things here. you have going for you is that there's the the trail's pretty clear because it's the only uh, path you could actually walk on without uh, entering uh, you know dense forest on either side. Um, so there's not a lot of chance of getting lost as long as you stay on the path. Just when we when we get it, when we get closer, we'll lower the lantern's uh, light so we don't get caught and seen. All right, sure. I mean. Um it's just. I know this sounds like a completely bad idea, but it probably is a completely bad idea. But we'll be, we'll be investigating. We'll be investigating in this beautiful country. I mean, just look around. Come on, don't you want to travel at night in the scary forest and keep it down, keep the quiet down? Fine, let's let's keep going. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you walk uh, through the dark night with your lanterns. Luckily, you have brought extra oil with you. Uh, several times you do hear the sounds of things uh, in the you know, dead brush around you crashing mm-hmm. and going through sounds of howls uh, in the air. Which Damn it, it. It's just really uh, unnerving to a bunch of, you know, a couple of city people. <laughs> and um, who've heard all the fun stories, too. But, uh, but luckily, it really is uh, nearly impossible to get lost uh, as you are staying on the trail. And the trail does uh, eventually within the, you know, you're, you're actually making a, a bit faster pace uh, than you were uh, – really aware of just because because of everything going on around you um the trail does end and there's a big uh cleared out uh area of land where you know the trees have been cut down and uh, the, tr- the what the stumps have been uprooted so it's nice level flat ground um you can see where at one point the, some of the soil had been tilled it looks like something was uh, you know they tried to grow something here but you know, nothing really took but other than that, the field, uh, it seems to be pretty empty. Your light goes, covers the entire, uh, area as, uh, you know, there's no other light around, so it illuminates pretty well, uh, until it hits the dense trees, uh, outside of the clearing. But yeah, it's, uh, Drina, it's definitely enough room to land a plane in. Okay. Um, I don't know, is there. Looking across, is there any, uh, are there any fresh, like, ruts where a train, a plane would have, uh, landed and taxied? Uh, both of you give me investigation rolls, uh, and since you're doing lanterns, uh, to do this with, it's gonna be at a minus one. Alright. Uh, two, after the minus one. So, two. Okay. Um, yeah, there's crisscrossing the field, uh, 
And by the width of like the tire treads, you can tell that there have been several uh, smaller aircraft in and out of here. Um, some of them fairly frequent. Uh, Drina actually, there's a, a bit of uh, damp earth where some it, a plane probably had sat here long enough that uh, its oil casing had uh, <coughs> dropped a fair amount of oil into the soil. Uh, what was the total again of the highest? Mine was two. Two for me. Okay. okay. Um, something that kind of comes out and it just seems to be really out of place. Uh, it's not where the some of the soil's been tilled up. Of course, no aircraft has been across there because you know with the tilling being done, it's not flat, and you know you could risk blowing a tire out, etc. So nothing's really landed through there. Um, but not only has a crop not grown in there. The area looks actually like it's blighted, like grass hasn't even grown back. Whereas right. the rest of the area, the grass has grown back. You know, the area has been flattened out because they did a little bit of earth moving here and they pulled out tree trunks. Um, so, like, okay. part of what they had previously sown as a field has grown back with grass on top. But then you've got this patch that has it. It's still turned earth and nothing's mm -hmm. grown in it. Not even grass or weeds. I go, I go over to the soil, and this is going to sound weird. I'm going to put a little bit on my finger and taste it to see if it seems salty. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Um, it, uh, it tastes like dirt. <laughs> not, mm. not more particularly salty than any other dirt. Hmm. Mm, the composition of this dirt. Hmm. Ew. Was that a grasshopper? Oh. Oh. Mm, I good protein, though. I could just take a sample of the dirt with us. Mm, okay. And, uh, I mean, obviously these guys are all farmers. There are plenty of, uh, I'm sure they, they have stuff to test the pH of the soil. And, I mean, if they didn't mm. know how to grow stuff, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be farmers. They wouldn't know what the hell they were doing. So yeah. we can just take a sample of the soil and have somebody look at it later. Yeah. Ow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, shall we <coughs> head back? And, um, also, uh, I also uh, look around to see if there have been any recent footprints. Um, once again, I, except for the place that's kind of blighted, it's all grass. So yeah. you know, there's I no meant clear in, footprints. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, you can find places where the grasses have been disturbed, but no... You know, no footprints per se. Uh, the places where the grass has been disturbed, does it head towards the trail or does it head towards the forest? Uh, neither. It just seems to be, you know, back and forth around uh, the flat area itself. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Although the, the road itself is really well maintained, uh, which, you know, if the farmers aren't using this particular field, there's no reason for them to really have maintained it. So someone has been. Yeah, the people who are uh, getting stuff in. Uh, I have a question. In order to get to the city from this field, would you have to go through the town? You wouldn't have to, no. Okay, that's what I was curious about. Mm -hmm. uh, as a matter of fact, if you go down this road about halfway between here and the city, um, there there is a clearing. Um, it's not... The guy kind of drew like a spur going off the road, but didn't really fill in any of the information uh, for it. Just just to kind of note that there was kind of a branch off there. Um, he did explain like it's not a full road. It hasn't been used 
since that field just didn't turn out to be worth anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, now that we've done our scary thing to the forest, shall we proceed backwards and? Wait a minute. Let's uh, just let's turn like close down, close the like turn the, the lights down on the lantern and then close them. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's just wait like a half hour. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, shall we wait off to the edge of the forest? Yeah. All right. Uh, you shutter your lantern so the there is much darker and just lit by a pale amount of moonlight that's coming uh, from that sliver of moon. Um, things are very dark. You hear the sounds of animals uh, around you tromping through the forest. Um, one thing that now that most of the light's gone and as dark as the moon is, uh, something that you notice after your eyes kind of get accustomed to this is that patch of uh, kind of blighted earth. Um, it, it you you want to say that it's glowing, but it's not that bright. It just you have a. It just seems to be that it's paler. It it's more. It's brought out more relief by what little light there is. So you know, mm. it's not like producing light. It's just for some reason it's it seems very stark, and it seems to be very. In the moonlight, just seems to kind of enhance its barrenness. Interesting. Yes, we'll need to test that dirt. Yeah. We definitely need to take some of that and get it tested. Am I feeling any... Am I feeling strange at all? I gotta know that. No, not really. Good. I just want to make sure that it's not something that is really bad for me. Yeah, and once again, it's not like... It's not glowing. It just just stands out so well Mm -hmm. in the moonlight. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that that means they don't land with lights because it stands out so well. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Is Bingo! That, uh, yeah, I'm giving you yeah. a chip for that. That's <laughs> yeah. They they if they're smugglers, they have to fly in at night mm. while people are asleep. So they come out here where it's a little bit too far away to be heard, and yeah. then they can't. There's nobody who's like it's not a real field. There's nobody here to attend it or like put up signal yeah. lights. So they have to be, have some way for the pilots to to know yeah. where to where to land. Yeah, let's wait here a little little while longer than head back. Maybe that there's no one scheduled for tonight. Yeah, um, we'll wait another half hour. Uh, you wait it out. Um, you know, darkness gets a little creepy and. Uh, Hearing uh, Bishop, you know, heavy breathing and slightly hyperventilating over there doesn't help things. Uh, but there's really nothing else uh, that breaks the, you know, the night's noises. Uh, it still stays pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit after half an hour later, uh, there is a bit of brightening uh, to the night sky back towards the village. Ah. It's kind of I sudden. See. It was not there, and then it was there. Crap! Crap! Right. We looked at the wrong thing. Let's go head back. Uh, I mean, we didn't. We didn't know. Okay, we head back. Mm-hmm. Are you heading back faster than you came, or trying to stay at the same pace? A little faster, probably. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, good enough. Um, you guys get back, and you can already hear the cries uh, from the village as you get a little closer. 
Uh, there's apparently a fire going on. Uh, people are screaming about starting a, a bucket brigade from the well on Lake. And when you get there, what you see is the straw thatched roof of the inn is blazing on fire. Okay. That doesn't make any sense. Now, what is the... both of you give me alertness rolls. We still... Okay. Uh, at full. Uh, one. Two. Okay. Uh, Drina, just, you know, out of the corner of your eyes, as you're, you know, looking transfixed to the blaze on the roof of the inn, you could swear that you saw like the outlines of a grinning face in the flame kind of churn its head towards you, and then it kind of like winks out. Hmm. Pretty odd. Pretty odd. Wait. So what What kind of face are we talking about here? Like, is it a man's face? Or yeah, a it, it's kind of... Uh, it, it, <clears throat> Kind of like how you see uh, shapes or figures in the clouds is what's coming to your mind is like you saw this kind of shape in the flame. It wasn't really like someone's real head or face. It just kind of a the the idea of a face. You know, you can just kind of pick out its shape in the flame there for just a moment. Let's see. So I I uh, go out and. Uh, all right, I'm going in. I'm trying to find somebody who was uh, maybe saw the fire get started. There are a lot of people around. They're all kind of pitching in, forming a line, uh, drawing buckets uh, from the well and from the lake, um, handing it down I'll the line. Up. Yeah, so you guys uh, take your place in the line and uh, just kind of help put the fire out. And while you're doing it, you're asking people around you. Um, right. It, no one uh, knows quite what happened. It just the roof of the inn caught on fire. There's nobody in the inn at the time. They well long since closed down for the night. Great. So, well, who was the first person to raise the alarm? I mean, uh, the innkeepers. Well, the person who runs the inn and his cook staff actually lives uh, in a house pretty close to it, and. Uh, they just noticed the the smell of uh, the straw on fire and uh, the lightning of the sky. Mm-hmm. Now, this sounds weird, but when you first got to the roof, was there any kind of uh, did you notice like uh, where the fire had started, like had it engulfed the whole roof, or was there some kind of pattern? It it, it eventually gets to you. I assume you're moving uh, around in the line so that you're kind of canvassing as best as you can. And uh kind of no the the actual the the head cook his bedroom just happens to face uh the end and he left the shutters open because it was a nice night and he wanted to get you know cool breeze air in and uh-huh. uh, he woke up when he noticed that there was a bright light right outside of his window um and by the time he awoke and he looked uh the whole just the the whole roof of the end was on fire okay and he roused everybody and the noise brought everyone else out. Hmm. This is weird. With everyone helping, uh, the fires pretty quickly put under control. They responded fast enough that uh, really the only thing that was lost were some roof timbers and the uh, thatch roofing itself. The the building as a whole still standing. 
The liquor was saved. Liquor was saved. Huzzah! All right. At least the fire didn't get to the liquor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That could have been a mess. All right. Um, crap. Sir, the the fire's out. I guess can we like looking at the end, uh Is the is there only the smell of burning wood or is there some type of like accelerant in the air? Um I'll give you this one since you were looking for it. No, there's no smell of accelerant at all. Smell of a bitch. You're poking around. Some other people are doing the same, trying to figure out what's going on with the fire. And, I mean, you hear people talking about it's like, you know, roof wasn't particularly dry. and It would not have been a dry week or a month. There's no real, you know, the fires were damped. There was no sparks left in. The cooks are swearing that they didn't leave anything open. They even turned the boilers down. Yeah, that is bizarre. That just doesn't make any sense. I mean... Mm-hmm. What does anybody have to gain from sending this thing on fire? Sounds more like a revenge ploy. You may want to look at it more in the morning light when we have a better light and you get in those technicians. Yeah. All right. Let's get back to our place then. And get a good night's rest. Yeah. Yep. Right, Send the do. message before we sleep first so that they're somewhat, it's somewhat in there when they get it in in the morning. Mm-hmm. What message do you want to send? Well, um, we say, uh, all right, the, the message is, you know, we, um, we found an active uh, smuggler's airstrip near the town. Uh, there, one of the main public buildings was destroyed by fire. And we can confirm that, uh, at least one of the fires was definitely caused by uh, direct intervention by arson, and we need like a we need a, an arson investigation team. All right. So you have this routed to the police department. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good enough. Um, rest of the night, you know, it's uh, you actually sleep fairly well with the excitement of the night before. The beds are very soft. Um, mm-hmm. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> so. Uh, Woken up at the crack of dawn, though, from the chickens and farm animals Damn making roosters. noise. Yeah. Right. Uh, the town is the town as a whole gets up very early uh, for their work as well. So you I throw a shoe at the rooster <laughs> outside my window and go, "Hmm, this snooze button." <laughs> Good enough. So you didn't get as much sleep as you would like, but uh, what sleep you did get was uh, very very restful. You notice, uh, Drina, that the the sounds uh, are much more muted out here. It's much quieter than it is in the city. Okay. Hmm. So you get together. I mean, um, can we get our car now? Yeah, actually, uh, by the time you wake up and start moving around, it's already parked out front. Uh, there's a couple of bicycles in the back. Nice. So I give <laughs> the car and the bikes a once-over. Mm-hmm. Uh, the car has got a steam boiler on it. Uh, it was uh, not uh, tended, so you'll have to restart the the, the boiler on it. Um, that's a pretty 
pretty spacious amount of coal. It, it burns coal, um, it, but it seems to hold a fairly decent amount. And the back of the pickup truck's got a good supply as well. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Let's see. All right, what should we do here? Well, at least we got a. At least we got a car. That's something. That's a step yeah. in the right direction. Yeah. Shall we go check out the fire more closely in the daylight? Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. People are already at work um, and been so for several hours repairing the roof. They're rethatching it. Mm-hmm. Now, so it's a good thing. Plenty of people that. around to to ask or talk to if you wish. I want to talk to the guy who first saw the fire. Yeah, the cook's already hard at work uh, making uh, making bread for the day. Uh, mm. Yeah, sure, he, he'll talk to you. <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll light out some pastries for you to have for breakfast. Mmm, pastries. <laughs> and uh, not not much to tell, uh, lady. Uh, as I said last night, you just uh, saw the. Fire burning on the roof and got everybody assembled. It's a good thing too. Uh, this is one of the better buildings. He he points out that a lot of the the walls, uh, like the load bearing walls, are actually brick or stone. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we got it pretty quick before it could spread into the timber. So we lost some of the roof. That's pretty much it. Now this might sound a little weird, but. Um when you uh, you say you you saw you were asleep and you saw a light, so you had the window open because it was a nice night. You looked out and you saw the building was on fire, right? Yes. Uh, so the roof, like in the roof, did you notice any kind of pattern in the fire? The roof, like, was only one part on fire, like one corner, or uh, well, was a lady? It all seemed to go up at once. I mean. He kind of stops, he slows the stirring down a little and says, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of an odd fire. It just kind of, it seemed like it just, I mean, I'm a pretty light sleeper. Um, and by the time I, I noticed the whole roof was on fire, it seemed like it all just caught up at once. I've never seen a fire do that before. And now, you know, I know you're just going to say that I'm, a, you know, I'm one of those people from the old world and, and, Kind of a country bumpkin and all, but I could have sworn I saw something in that fire. And you know, some of the old, you know, old folk around here—they're uh, awfully spooked and think that we've got a, we've got a haint or a haunt around here. And I saw something in that fire. He goes back to stirring his bread. Well, I mean, like I said, I tell you right now, um, it's clear that uh, from looking at the silo, what's going on here is arson. Um, you got yourselves uh, somebody, uh, this is no accident, this is somebody malicious, an arsonist going around uh, trying to destroy things. So, uh, I mean, most likely if the whole thing went up, you know, most likely what happened is uh, a guy, uh, whoever they are, they, you know, they spread whatever they spread on the roof and uh, threw a match in, say, and the whole thing, poof, went off at once. You know, that's how you know it's not natural. Mm-hmm. It's man What you're saying is true. Did you happen to see any, you know, any people nearby, or at least, you know, say you might have saw something out of the corner of your eye move off in the distance, away from the fire? 
I can't say that I have. I mean, we got guards out uh, at night. A couple boys usually volunteer each night just to make sure that uh, you know any of the cattle are okay and uh, no uh, animals come out of the wilderness and you know, keeping track of Indians. Um, but they, I didn't see any lanterns anywhere around the end beforehand. It was dark out there, son, uh, except for the, the roof fire. Weren't any other lights. Yep. And there wasn't much moon either. Very little. Hmm. All right. Let's see. All right. What's the next move here? Go to the library. Yeah, I think that is the next thing. All right. Uh, and the steam car doesn't take long to get there. A few minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a small uh, log cabin. Library is uh, uh, being a very favorable thing to call it. It's it's just a couple of rooms. Uh, you know, it may have twenty, thirty books in total. Um, there is someone in there who helps you out and says, "Well, the town records. Are, there's a couple of very thick uh, bound volumes of books. Uh, there's one for each year." Um, okay, they've been out here, and she kind of. Point you to it. Um, it's it's okay. an older it's an older woman. She looks like she's had a spot of bad health, and so she's not really able to do much, you know, manual labor. But uh, knows mm-hmm. quite a bit about books, and uh, is also apparently the town scribe or the town's uh, historian and record keeper. And record keeper. Yep. So I guess the only two questions are uh, one: um, Do you remember when? Uh, Apparently, he's an arsonist who was um, hung around. He was discovered and killed uh, about a year ago, up to two years ago. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, Philip Hunley. Yeah, the Hunley property. Burned down his own home with his wife and kids inside. Man was stark raving mad, and we put a bullet in him, and he wouldn't stop. He was trying to burn down the whole village, and they finally stoned him. Um <laughs> that didn't kill him. They ended up hanging him the next day. Were they sure he was dead even after the hanging? Uh, man usually is dead after being hung and neck broken. Well, man's usually sure dead. <laughs> man's usually dead after being stoned, too. Uh, where is his, uh, when he was, grave. When, yeah, where's his grave? Well, he's out at the cemetery proper. Mm-hmm. Where is the cemetery? Proper? Oh, just outside of town. Um, she actually, you know, she shows you like there's there's actually a town map in here, and she kind of points out okay. where it is. It just uh, it- past the lake, and uh, it's mostly into the the wood itself. They didn't clear a lot of room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have not had a lot of deaths out here. Did they make sure to put a good heavy headstone on his grave to make sure he didn't get up? I uh, didn't think you city folk were that superstitious. He got a wooden cross we're like not, everyone else gets. Yeah, he. We're not that superstitious. Uh, mm. What we'd like to, we'd actually like to do some real research. Yeah, we like to call uh, investigation. So, uh, could you tell us, like, uh, over the last, say, just the last three years, um, have you noticed more and more in the way of uh, fires? And well, yes. um. Yeah, there there has been more. You see, uh, the fellow you were talking about was uh, town's charcoal uh, burner. He's the guy that was really responsible for providing a lot of the coal and mm-hmm. a lot of the 
uses uh, in the town. Uh, since then, we've had a couple of other families taking over those chores. They weren't as good. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we've had some incidental fires come up from that. Uh, nothing we couldn't control. Uh, it's just been here lately uh, that we've had these just fires breaking out for no real reason. So I guess, um, well, oh. you know, really then all we need to do, if we could just look at the, the records the rec- the town paper for the last three years, I don't think we need to go further back than that. Sure, yeah, I can and, do that. Uh, but uh, if you've got anything you want to ask specifically, I know everything that's been going on this town for the last five years. What was the first fire, so to speak, that just was, if you looked back at it, it was the first fire that just popped up, pops into your mind as in that wasn't just one of the coal fires. That was one of these fires that just seemed to come out of nowhere. And She uh, kind of puts her hands behind her back like uh, like she's uh, reciting or doing a recital and she got a, you know, it's this far away look in her eyes and she starts uh, speaking back. And you can tell at this point that it's not, it's not her words. It's like she's remembering something verbatim. Um, and she basically recites to you uh, a news clipping. Um, and the first fire uh, was they had brought in um, some felled trees that they were going to uh, have pulped um, at the mill um, and turn it, you know, turn it into paper and some other uh, other goods. And they had uh, several of these carts just uh, sitting at the edge of town, getting ready to go through the milling process, and they just caught fire. There was, you know, no tar, no pitch, no nothing on these, and it wasn't a dry summer. They just caught fire. That was the first of the odd occurrences. And when was that? Uh, A little over two weeks. Uh, Well, no. Um, sorry, I've, I've lost what I told you guys already. Did I say two weeks or a month ago or two months ago that it started? Uh, I, I don't remember. I didn't pay attention. All right. Well, we'll say it's been, <laughs> it's been about two months. We'll say. Okay. Yeah. So that was the first fire. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, can we, uh, get the news clippings from, I'd like to look at the news clippings from two months ago and look at all those and try and find a pattern with what's getting burned. Like is, sure. is it, if it's like the normal increasing where it goes from outside of town, slowly closer to town and more bigger buildings, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. It is a, it's a weekly paper. Uh, so two months worth isn't uh, a great deal. Um, she pulls them all out for you. And, uh, since, and also, you, since you told her that idea you have, she actually uh, pulls out a copy of the town map that you can mark up. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And also, I'd like to um, see uh, also mark down time between them on the map to see, like, if there's an increasing time scale, etc. cetera. Sure. Um, are you both doing this or are you looking at something else, Rena? No, uh, we're both doing this. All right. Both of you give me a scholarship role. Ah, uh, one, three. Okay. Uh, with the one, I mean, that is a success. You're perfectly able to do what you're looking uh, looking at. It just it's taking you a while. Um, and sure enough, your your original thought was accurate. It seems to start at the edge of the village and has been working its way toward the heart of the village. The end burning last night, uh, geographically speaking, is the center of the village. Mm. Uh, Drina. You find um, a couple of very interesting um, articles. Okay. Uh, one is that uh, 
the day before all this started, there was they sort of been keeping track of the comings and goings um, of the planes in that backfield, just in case uh, if they ever did get asked by the authorities why they didn't do anything about it. They've been keeping records on it. Uh, apparently, there were three planes that came down uh, the night before into that field, and it was exceptional just because it was so many at once. Wait, and this happened the, right before the fire started. So, wait, this is right before the fire started two months ago. Yep. So they they were they noticed that there were planes coming into the field. Well, it's just that three happened like in one night. Like mm-hmm. there were there were multiple planes. They counted someone counted three planes coming down in that clearing in in the same night. When usually it was just like one plane or at most you know like maybe two, but they never came in that large of a group. Okay, mm-hmm. fair enough. So, now is there anything else you were researching other than? Uh, people, new people into like the town, you know, relatively, you know, when they get new people, when they, new people, you know, leave or some of the people leave kind of around two months ago. Okay. So you're still looking at a time frame of about two months. Uh, mm-hmm. no, no one knew in or out in the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. How about, um, when the original, I want to go back two years ago and look at the original, when the crazy pyromaniac yeah started that, burning that's what i was gonna say um the they has got a, obviously philip hunley that was big news so i want to read like those papers right, right around hit that time i want to look into um who came into town around the time those fires started sure so you both are basically looking at the same paper uh, just different mm-hmm. parts of it and a couple of things stand out um one going back just a little bit further uh, previous to the man burning his house down, um, they talk about the field uh, that had been dug and they had sowed and planted uh, the, the, the kind of the blighted field. And they mm-hmm. made mention that they found bones. And the charcoal burner had burned the bones. I mean, they had to get rid of them. They didn't think it was right to you know, just put them in another plot of ground or anything. And they're pretty sure they weren't... Uh, you know, they didn't come from anyone in this settlement, you know, so someone who lived here before, probably red man bone, so they just burned them. Yeah, Indians, not happy. What are you talking about? In, if they burned the bones, it may be that the Indians weren't happy about it when they, fi- if they finally discovered it sometime later that their burial grounds had somewhat been desecrated. Right, um... So let's see. So they're saying you're saying they found some bones over by the the blighted field. The one it, that we, it was actually in the field, and this is before that it was known as the blighted field. Uh, like they had just turned the earth, and they were just sowing it. Um, mm-hmm. At this point, they didn't know that nothing's growing there. But when mm-hmm. they first turned the soil, they found bones, and they burned the bones. Yes. And what, they just threw the bones in like a charcoal. Yeah, pile? yeah. They or, just they added it to their their ash heap. Okay, that that's uh, that's really that's really effed up. I'm sorry. Yes, <laughs> that's really wrong. Yes, I mean even you know 
if I, I discovered some random bones, I would at least just bury them somewhere together, you know. If I was, like, building a house, I have a foundation, and they dig up some bones, like, oh, well, just put them in a pile, we'll wrap them up, and just give them a burial. It only takes, like, a, a minute. Are you talking this out loud? No, I'm not saying okay. this out Oh, man. Okay. Mm. All right, so... Hmm. Uh, also, uh, was there anyone new into town um, when they found around the bones, or was it just the bones were the interesting thing beside, in the that field? That was the only really interesting thing in the paper. Mm-hmm. All right. I guess we can uh, leave this behind, and... Uh, um, I want to ask the... Uh, the librarian uh what was uh philip uh philip hurley like before he kind of went crazy and burned his family and everything well so that's the thing that people were wondering about they figured the man had, had some kind of brain fever he he was a fine man beforehand he'd been with the village for a couple of years before this happened had a fine family newborn child mm. Hmm. Um. Great. Okay. Well, I think that's it. That's for me. <laughs> that's it for me. I want to go check out the graveyard. Just make sure that, just to see if anyone's been, you know, paying respects to his, paying respects to his family and such. See if there's any flowers there. Maybe a connection there. Um. Well, first, uh, as we go outside, I mean, like, uh, mm. I don't know. I'm thinking something. I'm guessing uh, we're outside away from the library now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to worry this old woman. Um, yeah. I'm saying is, uh, do you think we could get some shovels and start going through the um, family? No, no. Uh, before we get good with your family, I mean, I think it would not be right to just go into the town cemetery and start digging things up. I figured we were going to start with his body and then move to the family, uh, especially, be, especially to make sure that the son was actually buried. He might not have been buried, and it might be some type of disease, you know, a familial disease. And he just lost it. Wasn't Hunley's son an, a, a baby? Yeah. It, that would have been in the story, right? So what is... He's, he was a baby. Even if he's, even if by some miracle he had lived, he would be too young to remember anything. But in there, he might be... Sus- yeah, and I guess it's only two months, two years ago, so that wouldn't work anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, was, it was a baby. Yeah, um, that. Right now... So what we're looking at here is that mm. the Indians were pissed off. So yeah. the natives were pissed off because of desecration of some sacred site of theirs, or Hunley lived somehow by some miracle, or somebody that knew him lived. And this is a, but either way, yeah. it's some kind of vengeance thing. Yeah. So yeah. I actually want to go get some shovels, go out to the blighted fields. Quite frankly. Mm, yeah, okay. 
That sounds good, and it shouldn't take us long, long to get there. We have okay. the car. Right. We're not. We're not telling anybody we're going out there, though. No. Okay. So yeah, we just. I asked for some picks and shovels, and uh, say we're headed out of town for a bit. All right. Not a problem. So you go back to the the site. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, now that you're in the light of day, uh, give me an investigation roll at full. Dun, dun, dun. Of course, I get the negative one to make up for the lack of two. <laughs> for the light two again. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it's a bit clearer in the light of day. I mean, you can definitely see the ruts of like uh, plane uh, tracks through here. Um, mm-hmm. And since you're kind of focusing on that blighted area, Adrena, you do see a set of like plane tracks that uh, like one of its wheels must have dug into the soil. Mm-hmm. Um, funny thing is, it looks like someone had turned the soil back over the rut, and like nowhere else in the field has there been any any uh, indication that someone's tried to hide the fact that there have been planes here. So it right. just seems to be odd to you that they did hide this, or at least try to. Well, I well I dig up that area. What's what's there then? Yep, uh, you dig it and. Uh, dig up around the area and pretty much like right where you, you're guessing the wheel must have rolled in and maybe, uh, unearthed this originally. Uh, there's kind of like a stone. It's, it's made out of stones that have been like, uh, rough hewn, rough cut, uh, that form like a little vault or like a little, uh, like a, I don't know, like a, a, a stone safe or a stone box. Okay. Um, the lid or what you can tell there used to be some kind of lid on top of it, but it's been, broken up and shattered like you can see that you know there's pieces of mm-hmm. it that have been buried and right. whatever was in there is gone there's nothing in it now is there any way to tell how long ago this happened it's pretty fresh i mean the the broken up pieces of the top that you can find the edges have not been weather worn okay is there any kind of writing on the box <laughs> Uh, you dig around and clean it up a little bit. There's not writing, uh, but there are like little pictograms. Yeah. Uh, is there anything decipherable? Is there any kind of recognizable story or figures? It's mm. uh, a toughie. Um, scholarship. Yeah, give me a scholarship roll. Negative okay. two for not you know not knowing the language or culture. Nothing. Negative that's probably one. zero. Okay. Zero. Yeah, there's. It's definitely like there's some kind of story going on there, but it's no, no. I'm yeah, going you, to. Uh, you don't. You you don't understand this sort of. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm. Uh, let's see. I'm going to drop a chip, and. Uh, Let's say I'm going to use a femme de fer mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm an iron woman. I just, I'm not, I'm just going to keep at this until I get it. I'm not going to give up on this. Okay. You want to do it as a plus two or are you going to reroll? I'm just going to do a plus two. Okay. Yeah, that's good enough. It, it is a story. Um, I mean, after a little deciphering, you can figure out that, hey, those are actually kind of like stick people and... This one with the headdress is kind of, you know, leading off this sort of ceremony here. Um, what you kind of get out of uh, of the story that's unfolding here is that um, this wasn't a burial site for something that they've venerated. It's something 
was put here that was bad. Um, and whatever was in this stone case kept it here. Kind of like how you would put a tombstone over, like what you suggested earlier, um, Bishop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, hmm. It could Great. be that whatever was buried here was some type of sickness that was kept, you know, some type of sickness that gets in the air or something like that. And maybe when another person broke in, released it, kind of got diseased, kind of like when um, the uh, when he when Philip burned the ashes, burned the bones, it might have released the disease, and he got it then from the smoke. Right. Great. So we have this box. Um, yeah, in the light of day, like the the soil, it seems to it looks like well, it seems to me like it was treated with something. Can you tell? Can we tell what that is now? Uh, there's there's no real way you can tell that. It's a visual inspection, but you can tell that it is the soil is different than the soil around it. It's grainier. It's more sand like. Mm-hmm. Um, and just for clarification's sake, the, the stone vault that I was describing, yeah. the, there's no bottom. The bottom is just soil. Okay. So how big is, is this box we're talking? It's, it's not too big. It's like, uh, you know, foot, maybe a foot and a half by a foot and a half. Fairly small box. Okay. Um, great. So... Nothing you can tell except that there is there any way we can like is there any detail about the ceremony that is on the the pictures in the box uh from what you've made out made out no not really um okay. yeah, i mean you can there there's a part of the ceremony where something was uh you know so, some kind of something was putting being placed in the box and from the pictograms you're getting an idea that it was things like Stalks of some kind of vegetable. Something was burned in there. Um, okay. It wasn't an item. I mean, you're, you're certain of that. It, it, they were putting like maybe offerings of some sort in there, of flowers mm-hmm. and of grains and of different things. And um, it's pretty obvious that they burned it, burned everything they put in there, and then like capped it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shall we go a dig in for see if we can find something else? I mean, I'll... with the shovel on my shoulder, with my shovel going over my shoulder. Shall we go a dig in? Like um, what at random? Yeah, it's always fun <laughs> to do that. It also no. would be a. Hey, can we at least put some holes in the ground just for a little fun to any pilots who land here? <laughs> sure, you divot up the ground and make little potholes. <laughs> I was thinking, like how, like this part that that is marked, like this. Uh, uh, how big an area are we talking about here? Uh, like from the 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 wheel rut. Well, the part that that apparently shines at night. That, that the blighted field part oh, yeah, of it. It's not just that. it's just the, it shines because the uh, 
the the dirt it has apparently more of a, a higher mineral content in it maybe it, and so it reflects more yeah it has more uh, more sand yeah. like beet sand in it and and since no grass grew back over it i mean it it just mm-hmm. it just shows up so very well fine yeah. like um i was thinking could we could we conceivably move it like move that patch like up the field a bit that's an awful lot of dirt to move. I yeah. mean, yeah, you could do that. Right. Um, the two of you would probably take days to do it. Okay. Yeah, I understand. It's uh, that's what I was saying. Like it's it's too big a area to do that with. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Well, you okay. figure out what you're doing. I'm gonna be making these potholes. Gonna get my revenge on some smugglers and some pirates. Okay. Fine. If you really. It's yeah. like uh, it's it's almost half an acre of uh, of what's okay. the soil that's been turned over and blighted. All right, that's that's kind of what I was thinking too. All right, uh, so. yeah, and hopefully the arsonists. Oh wait, we also need to take some of this soil and see what if the town can identify it since they are farmers. Yeah, we'll take some of the soil and we'll take the 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 box with us. Oh, so you're gonna you're gonna pull up the the stone box? Yeah, unless okay. it's uh, unless it's much too heavy to. Oh no, to no, it, it actually isn't. Um, it's made up of a bunch of like uh, smaller pieces of stone that have just been you know very expertly um, pushed together, but it's not like cemented or anything, so it comes apart. Okay, so I carefully take the pieces and. Uh, Memorize the order they go together. Well, yeah, that that's easy. It's just it's just a box, and mm-hmm. then we can uh, carefully put them on the truck mm-hmm. and bring them back, mm-hmm. along with a little dirt. Right, along with some dirt. I love me my potholes. <laughs> Good enough, right? Your truck comes bouncing back into the town. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's go to the, back to the library real quick. Yeah. Maybe the chick will know something. Yeah. Like we essentially go back to the librarian, and mm-hmm. we uh, take the stone pieces, and we lay them out, and ask her if she recognizes the uh, the art or the anything, basically, about the style of drawing or the ceremony, or if it's, it has any significance to her. Uh, it's uh it's that red man script uh there when we first moved into the area um uh, we found uh, lots of stones uh you know when we kind of cleared out the area we found lots of stones with this kind of writing on it um there may be some old folk in town you know something more about it but uh we all none of none of us here are pioneers here i mean we all came from you know from Europe and Germany and other places. I don't believe there's none here that can speak it or read it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Marcus is asking uh, for a break. Mm-hmm. Let's take five. Um, okay, I'm fine with that. Thank you. <clears throat> so, Abel, time and temp, you going to run it? <laughs> I really want to, yeah. Yeah. I do. Hold on, I'll be back in two seconds. Oh, sure. I'm going to use the restroom myself.
Okay, the okay. youngest one here. And will be we're fun. back. All right. Hold on a second. Facts to know, people who are listening. Ninety percent of of people ninety percent of people eat bread before they commit a crime. So remember, don't eat bread, or you may be a criminal. All right. Was that wheat bread or white bread? Hmm. No idea. <laughs> Depends on what's available. So yeah, I'm I'm ready. Go for it. All right. So uh, what is your next fact? What are you going to check out next? Hmm. See, we mm-hmm. were checking out the woman. We were looking at the box. Oh, um, and we're going to ask her, ask the librarian, since she probably know, uh, who could uh, tell us about the contents of the soil? What's in it, so to speak? Uh, well, nobody out here. I suppose you've got those fancy labs back in the city. Mm. I just know that it don't grow so well. Right. <laughs> That's fair. Trial and error farming. Got it. Well, I guess, what could you tell us about the soil? Well, from uh, what I remember, uh, people who farmed it, who you know, cleared out the land and tilled it, uh, there was nothing odd about the soil at first. It was only after they tried to grow stuff in it that uh, it got that kind of sandy look to it. Oh, really? Okay, well, that's new. What they tried to grow in it? Corn, wheat, different things. Actually, I think uh, I think that was all supposed to be a cornfield. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, they had planted, they had sown corn in it. And but yeah, they didn't know that it was. It was strange until they it didn't grow anything. Mm-hmm. I think it was uh, end of that growing season when they noticed that. Uh, well, nothing was nothing. None of the none of the seed kernel took, and uh, mm-hmm. started getting that sandy uh, kind of appearance to it. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right. So, well, hmm, I understand that. I guess. Well, we better go check our uh, messages at our place to see if when uh, if we've received anything or check on the police if they've sent anyone out. All right, yeah, we'll we'll do that. I mean, they, we might have an answer by now, so uh, we'll go back to our place and see if uh, there are any messages there. All right, uh, well, the thing doesn't leave messages. It's That's what I was figuring. Yeah. You'd contact the police. Yeah, yeah so mm-hmm. yeah, you fire off a communication, and they fire back that, uh, yeah, they're, uh, they're still negotiating how to get someone out there. Um, <laughs> so uh, they will likely have someone fly out uh, it's going to be the easiest way for them to get them someone out there uh, quickly. Uh, make sure you tell them not to land in the one field. I will tell them that, yes. All right. Well, they're tending just to float a Zeppelin over and have the people come uh, out. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's the easiest thing they can do. Um, <laughs> so they ex- uh, expect, uh, expect somebody out there this afternoon. Uh, can you also see if they can send out someone who's a soil expert? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They can. They can manage that. Awesome. Great. So let's see. So we got the uh, soil. So are we basically thinking we're talking. Um, are we talking about magic spells here? And 
I hope not. If it is, this would be... Creatures. Yeah, that would be just getting a little weird for me. I'm hoping it's not, but I think we should just go check. It may not have actually been Philip. It may have been someone close to him, so to speak, that started the fires. And if there was someone like that, we should probably go check out to see if someone's been, you know, like placing flowers on his grave or something in honor of him. All right, well, let's go to the graveyard then. Yeah, it's the creepy graveyard. Hopefully it's not too late. Uh, go out to the graveyard, um, and uh, there hasn't, like I said, there hasn't been a lot of deaths in here since this place was founded, uh, so it's fairly easy to find his grave and that of his wife and his uh, child. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, the first thing that you notice off the bat is that uh, while the ground above his is not blighted like uh, the other place was, uh, the grass is definitely like deadened and not growing as well as the other graves around it. Hmm. It's it's patchy though. Like there is some grass growing on it, but you know, in, in there are areas where the grass is also kind of deadish as well. Has the grave been disturbed? Nope, it hasn't. But Shall the, we uh, the disturb soil, it? <laughs> the soil uh, below, like the grass uh, that's like that's dying or just barely hanging on, is decidedly different. Uh, it's, it's more sandy than the soil around it. Mm-hmm. That's weird. This is, it's a, some type of, a, I'm guessing they just buried the body. They didn't have to do anything like coffins or anything like that. Yeah, or, they just buried it. No coffin. Yeah, it may be some type of disease of the body that um it messed with the mind and it kind of does something to the body so that when it's buried, it does something to the soil also. Well, that... Hmm. That might... Hmm. Could be that someone is now sick or something and doesn't realize it. Mm -hmm. When we were looking through the records, was there a buildup of fires before the fire that... Before Philip burned down his own house? Nope. Nope. Mm Mm-hmm. Of course, they pretty much put an end to them um, <laughs> very quickly. Right. Yeah. See, the thing is, um, so we have this fire. We have Philip Hundley. Uh, oh, yeah. Did Philip Hundley look any different after they caught him and then... Uh, I don't think they would have noticed. <laughs> other than to say that they, you know, they talked about brain fever that he was like he was wild and uh, raving. He didn't see any. He didn't seem to feel any pain because it took a lot to take him down. Right. All right. Because when a stoning don't kill you, there's something wrong. So okay. Um. This sounds weird, but, um, so the, uh, I know, could we find anybody who could, um, read the script on the stone box or no? We try to find some of the older people who might. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you canvas the town and ask around about it, uh, but there's not a lot of people here. Well, there are no people here that really ever went native, as it were, 
Um, so, I mean, some of them from, uh, Germany in particular kind of, you know, they, they have, they have stories of their own about, you know, like, uh, such, such ceremonies from their folklore and such. Um, you know, a couple of the older guys actually talk about, uh, that, uh, they don't. They don't call it a blight or, or blighted. You know, the, the the earth and the sand isn't blighted. They call it unholy. That it's been somehow made to be bad. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, um, there's not to not the soil. I know. I take a piece of the soil and try to burn it. It burns readily. Really? Yep. Holy shit! No, that was that was. Does it leave any? Does it leave any smell? It doesn't. There's your answer. Well, I'll be. So, we found our accelerant. Yeah. But did we still don't have a motive, I don't think. No. Or a, unless you want to stake out the, the guy's grave here to see if something happens tomorrow night. Oh, when did, what day exactly did he die? Is it any time, any day around this time, Bert, or two months ago? No, it doesn't seem to correlate with any, you know, specific anniversary, anniversary or anything like that. Okay. I could stick out his grave for tonight. I doubt if anything's going to happen in his grave. I think we should probably stake out the town. Is a um, Bert? Is the moon getting more full, or more is it full. going to no? no okay, good. Yeah. Oh, good. Then we can actually see better at night still. See a little better. Great. Um, what? All right. Before what do you, what? your task force arrives, uh, you'll have time to look uh, look up one more uh, thread of whatever you want to look into. So, what? 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 One more thing you wish to do before your <laughs> scientists descend from the heavens. We um. I know what we need to do. We need to get a band together to play um, an- angelic music as they descend. No, um, that way, that way, we prove that science is superior to the country as they descend from the heavens. Is there anything else that we uh, should be looking at here? Um, uh, I can't think of anything, sadly. I get another nap because I get a nap in because I know I'm not going to get much sleep tonight. Let's see. Um, that sounds like a good idea because we're going to probably be up all night and when those roosters crow, I have the feeling we're not going to get any freaking sleep. Uh, I guess I'll go along with that. I mean, I suspect he's right. So... All right, so you guys catch a nap. Um, mm-hmm. Some during midday, around one or two o'clock, uh, 
This guy is, uh, the sun is blotted out a bit by a large zeppelin that comes uh, floating in from the city. And uh, it gets as close as it can to the ground with all the, you know, the trees around it and, <laughs> and drops a couple lines and you know, some three guys rappel down from the zeppelin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you guys are kind of expecting this, so they march up to you and they show you their uh, identification badges. Mm-hmm. Hello, gentlemen. Oh, hello, gentlemen. Uh, I'm Joseph, the Sears Starling, and Mike. Uh, we were sent down to do some analysis for you. Uh, yes. Got, each of the three have like a backpack that's got like little squirt bottles of different chemicals on the side and mm-hmm. looks to be quite heavy. <laughs> right. Um, well, I drive man. We drive, we drive, put him in the truck, uh, we drive past the inn, and you see, like, uh, here's uh, one of the public buildings destroyed by fire. Well, uh, the um, roof was, but they thatched it up, right. as you can see. And there's the silo, and then we take them to the graveyard. Mm-hmm. And uh, we show them the dirt from the graveyard and the dirt from the airfield. I t- talk to the arsonist and go, uh, we think this may be what they're using to burn this uh, weird substance because it we, it readily burns and it doesn't leave any type of odor behind. And we haven't been detecting any other odor in, uh, whenever at the burning sites. Hmm. All right. Well, they uh, set up shop in the cabin that you were given and they start working on... Uh on that information. Um, they say, well, give us a couple hours. We'll be able to get you some results on all this. Mm-hmm. Um, they hook up a strange uh, steam-powered contraption to your telegraph line. Mm-hmm. Uh, this will give us a, a line into the uh, city's engine. We'll be able to run uh, some more tests this way. Mm-hmm. Get are in their space. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are they armed? Uh, they do have uh, they do have sidearms. Yes. Good. Good. Um, all right. What's our next step here? Um, what time is it right now? Uh, like two o'clock in the afternoon. I say we go have lunch and let the and go have lunch in the end and uh, just see if there's any news from the people. See if anyone's seen anything weird and come back for the results. Well, first, um, I'm going to take a lantern and uh, go out to the graveyard and drop a little kerosene on the soil there and set it on fire. Okay. It uh, it burns quite brightly and quickly. when, When it's all burnt out, though, if what happens like is the is it normal soil again or uh different in any way actually yes uh it it more closely resembles the soil around it it it's not as sandy it doesn't mm-hmm. have the the crystalline reflective quality interesting hmm that's weird could be uh some type of gunpowder somehow. But the thing is, like, where what's making it? I mean, where's it coming from? Yeah. Do we have a priest? Yeah, there's a pastor in town. Okay, yeah. Well, I have a question. How deep did they burn to at the graveyard? 
grave. Oh, just like on the very top, just surface wise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I can't hurry. I'm going to go ahead and have the pastor um, go to the gravesite and uh, do a benediction and drop a little holy water. <laughs> uh, he looks a little suspicious, but you know, he's, I look been, a little he's weird. been told to cooperate, so he does. Well, I'm looking a little him, weird. I'm looking a little weird. He tries to protest just a little bit by saying, I think the man was Jewish, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I give him like five silver dollars. There you go. Oh, yeah, he finishes quickly. <laughs> Good enough. Uh, while you guys are doing this, there seems to be a, a commotion in town. Uh huh. I grab the rifle and we're driving over. Yep. Um, people are meeting around the local land and uh, there's some talk about uh, uh, Bob Greeley. He's uh, apparently he's locked himself uh, in his cabin and uh, he's setting fire to it with uh, him and his family inside. Uh, Greeley is apparently the guy that drives the truck, uh, the main truck back and forth to the city with uh, the goods. Mm-hmm. Wait, so he drives a truck um, to the city with like the goods that are going to the market. Yep. All right. Where's his truck? You're just asking someone randomly there. Yeah. Where's his truck? All right. Uh, it hasn't been loaded up for the next trip, so it should be on his property or his his uh, right. parcel of we land. Better get claimed. going before he burns down the house, Trina. Yeah. Let's. We go there and. Uh, we go to his property then. All right. There's a bunch of uh, people surrounding it, and <laughs> what's going on is uh, it's a race. Uh, someone inside the house keeps lighting a fire or starting a fire, and people on the outside keep throwing water on it to keep it from burning <laughs> down. Um, <laughs> the fire, oddly, though, is catching in places that have been previously uh, gotten soaked or gotten wet. Um, so it looks like the guy might be able to burn the place down, even with people trying to uh, douse the fire. What's All he right. using to burn? Hmm? What's he using to light the fire? I can't tell. He's doing it from inside the house. Okay, hey, let's go. Come on, come on. Um, you, do you, see his truck. you do see his truck on the on the property, um, and it is full uh, full of bags. Bags, bags. of sand? You I stop cut, and look? I, I use yes, my axe and yes, cut part of it open. Yes, they're full of sand. Shit. What the fuck? Okay. Um... Well, um, I do a run around the house. I'm looking at the windows. Mm-hmm. Uh, inside, you uh, you see him. Um, his wife's laying on the ground. Uh, she doesn't look like she's moving. Uh, his son, who is a little older, is kind of cowering in the corner. He's got his hands over his head, and he's he's just got like uh, like bottles, uh, like glass bottles. Uh, they look to be filled with sand. Um, and he's, you know, basically making Molotov cocktails out of him. He's, you know, lighting them and dashing them against the sides of his house uh, mm-hmm. on anything that seems to be able to Shoot. burn. He's really pale white. His eyes are wild. No problem. Shoot him, Drina. <laughs> I'm going to uh, go ahead. I'm smashing in the window and uh, jumping inside. All right, um, this is an agility roll for everyone around for uh, initiative. Oh. 
Agility? Yeah, athletics? because trying to act. Oh, I'm sorry, athletics. Uh, oh. Trying to uh, act. To uh, right Can you? So one. Looks like Bishop gets to go first. What are you? Oh, well, um, okay. Well, we declare opposite. So what he's doing is he notices uh, you you staring into the window, and he's got this mad look on his eye. He's he's lighting this uh, glass bottle that he's got in his hand. He's going to hurl it right at the window that you're standing right outside. Um, that's that's what he's attempting to do. Uh, Drina, what are you attempting to do? Yeah, I'm going to jump in through the window. Okay, there's still glass there right now. So you're going to go through the glass? Of course. <laughs> okay. And Bishop, uh, what are you doing? You act first. Uh, I'll go. I'll, jo- <laughs> I'll jump through. And how far away from the window is he? Uh, like across the room, maybe six, seven feet. Um, I'll jump through as well, going as fast as I can to get in there. Or All right, you're moving first, so you're going to try to hurl yourself through the glass window. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does have wooden cross ties, but they don't look to be all that uh, all that stout. Uh, so, do you have a might score? Uh, no. Okay, then just give me an athletics roll. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, splat! You don't make it through the window. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! I, I'm just gonna wait. Let me see here. I'm gonna spend. Okay, that's a negative one. I'm gonna just spend three chips for the plus one, the base plus one. Okay, so you're so just I gonna get burn a, chips and not spend any kind of aspect because you could. There's oh, a couple wait, that you yeah. could tap there. Oh yeah, <laughs> help those in need. Yeah. I'm gonna tap that one. All right. You can do it as so a that, re-roll or just add a plus two. Uh, I'm going to do it as a re-roll. Okay, go ahead. There we go. That's a nice three. All right, a three? Yeah. All right. You needed at least a one uh, to be able to break through the window um, and roll into the cabin. So you described to me uh, how this looks. So you made it by two, okay, which is that's pretty good. But mm-hmm. it's it's not you know phenomenal. If, mm-hmm. if three successes are better than you need, that's considered like an outstanding success, yeah. a very good success. Something special happens, so you're not quite that good. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so describe I, the scene. I see him about to throw, and I jump through, put my shoulder into it, crash through the window, kind of roll a little bit to get steady, but I'm kneeling, hope, hoping that it throws that it goes over my head. <laughs> okay. So shattered glass all over the place. Drina, Bishop just ran, just you know, threw himself through the window, and he's Great also time. ducked. He's actually he's also ducked low, so you've got a a clear uh, visual sight to the man with a bottle in his hand that he's about to light. No problem. I'm going to uh, what is good move here? I'm going to go ahead and jump in through the window. Okay, uh, athletics roll. So that would be a one. No, uh, yes, a one. Okay. Uh, you can describe your entry if you wish. That is a, a very basic success. Sure, no problem. I am I, with a short running start. Adrena leaps in through the window, uh, rifle upraised, and lands uh, neatly on her hands, and uh, those somersault lands on her feet. <laughs> 
as a basic success. Okay, so Drina, imagine she does all this. Yeah, right. I mean, when you, I mean, no, I just leap through yes. the window and and land without killing myself. That's yes. about it. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, for his action, since you both have uh, made it through the window, he's going to uh, change his action slightly, and he's going to light it and throw it on the floor uh, right where both of you are standing. So he said a minus one for changing his action. Oh, that's not good. Uh, <laughs> it's a net zero. So I'm going to say he gets it lit, but he hasn't uh, been able to chuck it yet. All right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, okay, so yeah, his his action is going to be to chuck it at you uh, this next round. Rena, what are you doing? Well, um, I think Bishop has this uh, covered. I'm grabbing the kid. So you're going to go after the kid, and Bishop, you can act. So go for it, Bishop. I'm going to tackle him. Okay. Ooh. Jesus Christ. What is the the minus one with your uh, whatever fighting skill you have? My athletics is zero because I'm guessing I'd be using athletics or or fighting. It would be fighting. By the way, it's zero, so I'm going to. Uh, always complete his end of a deal. I gotta <laughs> save the. I gotta get. The, sure. Okay. Uh, re-roll or just add plus two. Uh, add plus two. That gives me a total of. Let's see, zero two. Should be good enough. Gives you a total of two? Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So you uh, ram into the man. Uh, he hasn't gotten a chance to act yet, so he's going to take uh, basically two boxes of damage there. So uh, you've got him rattled, and you're you're basically wrapped up on him. You're trying to tackle him, right? Yeah. All right. Good enough. Uh, so, Drina. Right. Um, um no, this is a little kid. This is we're talking like what two ten. years old? No, no, this is he's older. He's like nine, ten. Still a small kid though. He's not a very large kid. Oh, okay. Um. Well, that's easy. Then I I grab him by the uh, collar, jerk him to his feet, and push him towards the window and say, "Get out." Okay. And on his move, uh, he's got this burning uh, thing of. <laughs> of <laughs> whatever this bottle he's got this crazed look in his eye he's just going to break the burning bottle with the flammable substance over your head Bishop oh, fuck. <laughs> he's going to take the minus one to do that uh, changing his action oh, oh come on <laughs> um, alright so that's going to be he's got a fighting of one so alright uh, consequence time, because I don't think you've got four boxes. Oh, well, it's a minus <laughs> no, one, so it's don't. three boxes. You might possibly have three boxes, do you? No, I don't. Not for, not right. for health. Okay, uh, so how many boxes do you have? Two. Two. Well, if you take all three, he will take you out, uh, and his taking out action will be to set you on fire. <laughs> uh, if you wish to take a consequence and remove all that damage, you can. I'll take the minor cons. Can I take a minor, mild consequence singe? I'm, <clears throat> I'm badly beaten and just kind of like, ah, I, I have my hair's on fire. It's burning the hell out of me and it's distracting and I'm just in pain. Yeah. So that's I'm not right. 
Yes, that is fine. Uh, so it doesn't get fully on you. You just got little patches of it uh, burning on you. Uh, he didn't manage to engulf you uh, in, completely in fire. So you're not on fire, but you just you got burned like as it flashed mm-hmm. as the sand came out of the bottle. It flashes very hot, very quickly, uh, and scorches you a bit. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, his next action is going to well, basically, just to rip you a new one. He's gonna. <laughs> Tried to literally tear you apart uh, with his crazy man strength. Uh, <laughs> Drina, what are you doing? Uh, the kid uh, will have gotten to the window and is crawling out now. I am, uh, I am r- running towards the madman, mm-hmm. and I'm uh, as I go, I'm pulling on my wrench. Okay. I'm running out the window. Okay, I'm so you're going, trying to get I'm, away. Uh, yeah. Uh, so sure, uh, let's see. You're gonna have to he's, jump through, jump out the window again. Yeah, and you need to get away from him too. Um, so it's gonna be an opposed action there. Uh, uh-huh. His action was to kind of grapple you. Uh, so give me an athletics roll, so if you can get away from him, and he is going to try to go ahead and do his grapple. One. Okay, three. So he's going what? to keep you from getting away. Uh, what do um, you get? Now, hold on, since. Uh, now, Drina, your your intention is to beat him with your wrench. Yes. Go ahead and give me your roll. So weapons. Well, this is kind of all happening at at once here. So that's a two. So that's a two. Okay, good enough. Um, okay, so you're going to reduce his effective roll by two, one. Okay, and what was your roll again, uh, Bishop? One. Okay, good enough. All right, uh, you're able to just, you're, he's got a good grip on your clothing as you're trying to get away. Uh, Drina comes out from the side. Uh, well, actually, it's, it's your, go ahead and describe what, how you hit him there, Drina. Yeah, no problem. Um, I, I, I think of, uh, all those times I threatened to break people's knuckles. <laughs> and, uh, as he, he grabs it, he grabs a bishop and says, aha, as he gets a fistful of shirt. And I say, oh-ho, as the back of my wrench cracks the back of his hand. And you get that, he got that awful, like, bone pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he lets go. Okay. Um, and that allows you, uh, Bishop, to, to rip yourself away from him. Uh, and you can conclude uh, by getting towards the window. There's no pain like bone like bone pain. It doesn't oh. seem to hurt him. Uh, you, you you probably let go just from force of uh, just the force of the blow itself. He still seems crazed. Uh, and his action is he's he's gonna go and try to throttle you. Drina is gonna try to wrap his broken fingers around your neck and and mm-hmm. throttle you. What is your action? Me um I'm I'm gonna go ahead and. Uh, Try to crack him in the head with this with that wrench, and uh, hopefully put an end to this. Okay, Bishop. I'm gonna do the scary thing. Now that I'm a distance away, I'm gonna draw my gun. <laughs> so you're gonna draw your gun and shoot? You can. It's a minus one to do them both. No, no, I'm gonna draw my gun because I don't need minuses. All right, so you you draw your gun. Uh, How much is a minus to shoot at him? Uh, Dream, I give. Give me uh, your fighting roll against his. Oh, me? I'm sorry. Excuse me. His total is three. What is your total? 
seven. So that would be negative one. Oh, Adrena doesn't no, have any fighting. No, I don't. Okay. Uh, okay, so he's going to get three over on you then, unless you uh, want to take a consequence or spend a chip to uh, tap an aspect or something to make your roll better. I'm going to tap an aspect as a full of maternal rage. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's that a good one. Put his family at risk. I, I got a kid, I say, <laughs> and I roll. All right. And I go, nah. Ah, okay, you can never do worse. Um, right, so, so I'm still there's a negative one. Yeah, so which means he's going to hit you for three uh, three to your physical box. Can you take three? Um, I, 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 Yeah, I have, but if I, that would take me to zero boxes. Okay, um, so. you would mm-hmm. not be taken out, though. I mean, that would basically just fill up all of your health track. So you would still be functional because remember those boxes are not actual damage or just like being shaken. No, I gotcha. Yeah. Um, so all right, you can I'll take it. that if you want. I will go ahead and take that for right now. All right. Uh, he wins the conflict. So what he does is uh, he he grabs a hold of of your throat and he starts bearing down on it. But uh, he he fails to calculate uh, the fact that his fingers are broken and he. Can't he can't get as good of a purchase on you, but he does got it. He has his hands around your neck, and he's starting to squeeze down on you. All mm-hmm. right, uh, next round. Well, he's got a hold of you, Drina. He's going to try and squeeze his life out of you. Uh, your action will be. Let's see. Yeah, fair enough. Um, he may try to do that. Uh, bye. I'm going to try and uh, bring him down to the ground. I'm taking him down to Chinatown. Okay, so you're going to fight him as well. And what is your uh, action there, Bishop? I'm going to shoot him in the back before he takes her down. All right, now he's already got his hands around her throat, so he's in real close there. If you want to shoot him, it's going to be at a minus one without hitting her. (laughs) I can do it. Go for it. Okay, money and people spend easily. <laughs> right. I don't mind money and people spend easily. <laughs> so, Drina is so this person's life is going <laughs> to... I'm going to take it for... I'm going to do money and people spend easily because this guy, he spends easily. And I'm going to get a reroll. All right. You know what? <laughs> I'm running out of aspects for this scene. Uh, uh, forget it. I'll just use the last three. No, well, no it's it's up to you. But a minus two isn't going to hit Drina. It's just you're going to miss. At a minus three, you would have hit Drina. Mm-hmm. So no, you can I, just miss. That that's fine. Yeah, I'll just miss. Yeah, <laughs> hope I can get a better roll. God damn it! All right, his uh, your handgun goes off in the small confines of the room. It's a uh, very large boom. Uh, surprises everyone, uh, probably uh, you more than anyone else, uh, blows apart a uh, lamp that's uh, <laughs> that's on the wall there. Uh, Andrina, give me your fighting roll against his. Sure. Oh, well, he has a one. What the? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think he wins. Yeah, he's going to win. Uh, 
walk softly and carry a big wrench? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm going to, uh, all right. I'm going to walk softly, carry a big wrench. Uh, yeah. And I'm going to re-roll because I can't, I literally cannot do worse. Hey, okay. there that's pretty good. Um, well, the one, so it's, yeah, it's, uh, you're basically going to be able to keep him at bay. Can you come up with anything else? Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. I can. Um, uh, yeah. And tap, uh, down to earth and I'm going to, uh, flip him over my shoulder and throw him to the ground. Okay. You're going to add a plus two to that? I am. Is that what you're doing? All right. And uh, you were attacking him with your wrench originally. Is that what's the what the deal was? He's, yes. Uh, okay. So you're gonna you're gonna get him by four. Then um, the wrench is gonna add a plus one. So, so that's say, enough. That'll take him out. Nice. I say, well, firebug, you're all wet. And I <laughs> grab his at uh, one elbow, like between my arm and my wrench. Do a one eighty and like flip him right over my right over my shoulder. Okay. Throw him to the ground. All right. Uh, that's then a, I open the, the door for the 300 people outside. And I flip the gun down immediately. Mm. <laughs> and just kind of, <laughs> considering how close it was, I kind of kick it to the side. Starts whistling a tune back there. All right. Uh, the man is out. Um, he's barely breathing, looks very pale. Uh, the child did make it his way out the window. He opened the Twice door that. and... Uh, some of the populace come in with water buckets and they start dousing down what flames there are on the walls. Mm-hmm. I take a bucket and I throw it in Greeley's face. All right. He seems I, to come to himself somewhat. Is he still Is he still crazy? Uh, he, still- he still looks very pale and his eyes are wild, but he seems to be more under control of himself. He's obviously yeah. sick. He's sputtering over the water that's just threw on him. It's like, what? What? What's going on? Stop being crazy. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> stop. Yes, yeah, stop, or no. we'll have to shoot. Uh, no. Okay. Give me a let's give me a rapport roll or intimidate or however whatever rapport you want. Rapport sounds good. I like I'm going to better. I'm going to try a rapport roll. Okay. Me too. Oh, yeah, that's way enough. <laughs> I get a one. I got yeah. a uh, let's see seven. He got a minus three. Uh, Drina was already there on him, so I'm going to give the scene to Drina. Okay. Uh, it's enough. Yeah. Um, your scene. Uh, you succeed. So, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, me and a couple of the townsfolk, we uh, get a hold of Greeley and put him in a chair and uh, give him something to drink. And I ask him, okay, like, what? What happened over the last few days? And what where what is this sand and where did you get it? Um okay. He's uh you, you do end up you do end up calming him down, but he's not completely uh back to his senses. Uh he rambles uh a bit. Uh he doesn't like he's calmer, but he's not completely himself, so he's not really able to answer a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. I see. This is where uh, Bishop, if, at this point, since uh, Green has got him sat down, uh, that role that you did can uh, kind of come in and help out a little bit. The mm-hmm. uh, story comes out that, well, he's been kind of, uh, he's been the one smuggling things into the city. 
when the smugglers land, uh, he's the one who actually goes out and meets them most times. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, you know, he doesn't understand about the sand. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't know why. He's got a truck full of sand. He can't explain it. He says he's been feeling really just sick and not well lately. Yep. So hopefully our data analysis will tell us about what's in that sand that's causing people to get sick. Now, what was the just what was the last thing you remember? Uh, last thing I, I was supposed to. That's right. That's right. He reaches into his pocket. Uh, he does it slowly because he realizes there are a bunch of people around him. He pulls Good out <laughs> pulls out a wad of money and he says, "Yeah, that's right. I was I was paid." I was paid to to bring a a truckload into the to the city, but yeah, I, a tr- okay, a truckload of what? Uh, of of those of bags of of, the uh, bags? of these bags. Yeah, they did, they loaded it up for me, and they told me to drive it into the city. All right, okay. Um, why don't you relax here mm-hmm. and I motion people over and like. You know, do the little swirly finger around <laughs> my forehead thing, <laughs> and you know, mouth crazy. And uh, yeah, you, you, your friends here will take care of you. Um, we're gonna take care of everything. You're gonna sleep now. Mm-hmm. Just a good, right. a good rest, and All right. try and stay healthy. Now let's. And let's go back to the cabin before the scientists ingest the sand and go crazy and burn us down. Hey, I ingested some of the sand and I haven't gone crazy. Hey, yet. I haven't. I haven't forgotten that. <laughs> uh, yeah, you did fire did I, a gun that you're un- unskilled at using into uh, an open melee, so maybe you have gone a little crazy. Hey, <laughs> when did I draw my gun? <laughs> you shot. You don't remember just now? The um, I tell the townspeople to grab him. <laughs> oh, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Sorry, sorry. That's right. Uh, that, that's all right. Um, <laughs> They're making motions, grabbing motions towards you. <laughs> I, I'm good, I'm good. I put the gun away and make sure the safety's on. All right. Uh, right. Um, uh, let's Any volunteer, if, uh, we can get a couple more people to come with us out to our cabin. I'd appreciate it. Uh, sure, they do so. Okay, to the cabin. Alright, they've got a preliminary workup for you. Uh, Mm. The the sand is uh, impregnated with uh, creosote. Um, There's more to it than just that, but that's what the crystals in the sand are. Uh, Usually it comes from, like, wood burning. Uh, The wood creosotes, there's also, like, uh, coal or tar creosote. Okay. They're not sure why the dirt is impregnated with it, but that's what they're thinking it is and why it's got that luster to it, all the little uh, crystals in it, and why it burns so readily. Is it illegal in medical? Well, why would somebody be paying somebody an inordinate amount of money to move large amounts of this stuff into the city? Oh, one of the guys offers, well, it could be used for one heck of an explosive, that's for sure. Uh, are there any side effects for, like, getting in contact with it, like, loss of control of the mind and going crazy? Well, this highly concentrated, uh, this is, uh, we haven't 
really experienced this before and uh, like this this amount of it in and in dirt and it's just awfully odd but yeah there might be suppose mm-hmm. prolonged uh, exposure to it could have problems mm-hmm. i see well um yes good thing i dug those divots to prevent them from using that field for a while Actually, I have a, an idea with that. Um, well, we have a gentleman who apparently has been working with the uh, smugglers. To uh, Somebody has been paying a lot of money to get a lot of this stuff here to have it moved into the city. I mean, on Greeley's truck, I mean, how much stuff are we of this? How many bags is are we talking here? There's like 20, 30 bags. 20, 30 bags. Like sandbags. Sandbags. God. So we're talking, that's big so we're talking four, five hundred pounds of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine any good reason why anybody would want that in a, a densely populated city. In big boom. Already, I'm already on the telegraph. I'm already describe. I'm describing the powder to the police. Highly dangerous, possible uh, arsonist action. Mm-hmm. Or explosive. Mm-hmm. No, I I described the powder and the the report, and I wait for a response. Well, it's it's received. Um, they want to know if you suspect it's already in the city. If they should be looking out for it. Um, do you have any further information? I, I say, well, this is not the. I'll just say, uh, we have caught a shipment in transit. This is not the first shipment. I just I say, you know, this is. At least four to five hundred pounds of material per shipment has been coming in. So, I mean, you do the math. We should ask him whether how many shipments of this stuff he's actually done. Oh yeah, we'll get back to Greeley in a second. Mm-hmm. We should also um, have the people in the air see if they can find any other fields like it at night. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, so that's good to know. Um, all right. Uh, and by the way, uh, Bishop has ingested some of this uh, stuff, so if you could uh, test him out. Uh, you hear the sound of three clicking guns as they surround Bishop. <laughs> uh, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> he may be okay. I'll take care of him. Just put the guns down, please. Please don't All shoot right, gentlemen. me. Uh, thanks very much. Um, well, uh, is there any safe way to dispose of this stuff? Without uh, contaminating anyone, burn it. Up. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Enough said. Okay, um, we go back to Greeley, and uh, I said, oh, seriously, hope he's still cogent enough for this. But what I want to ask him is, when were you next supposed to meet for the next the the plane? What is the schedule for the plane for the next shipment? Okay. Um. He's he's still. It, it really looks like he's uh, he's starting to get those wild-eyed look again. But he is yeah, able to answer I, somewhat. Um, I grab another bucket of water when he starts <laughs> to lose it. He he has made one such shipment before. Uh, the idea is he lines the bottom of the truck with the bags. And he didn't know what was in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or or you know, I mean, you don't think the guy's lying to you because he's in barely enough state of a mind to answer your questions. So he lays the, the the bottom of the truck is layered with the bags, and then whatever he's taking to the town, be it timber, be it uh, food stuff, etc., um, it's all driven in at the same time. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, the trucks are generally left for the buyer. Uh, he said he doesn't know who the buyer is. It's left in a, like a paddock. He just drives the truck in and then drives another one back. Mm-hmm. And since, since they do this once a week, you know, they just alternate the trucks. And he has no idea who comes in to buy the stuff or who or where it gets put out to. So when, when was uh, fair enough? So when was the next time you were supposed to do a transfer? Uh, it's beginning. It's a little, um, they'll say middle of next week. It's the end of one week. So he's uh, saying middle of next week, Wednesday, gotcha. Thursday. It's not always the same day. It depends on however, you know, whenever we can get the trucks full. Mm-hmm. Wait, that's so. Oh, I thought he went out to meet the planes. Oh, he has in the past because this this is the first time he smuggled the you know he smuggled the bags once before, but it's not always bags. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's been firearms, right? Just mm-hmm. different things. Oh, okay, so how do they get a message to him that tonight is the night? Is there like he a, doesn't need a message? He just watches out for the sky, and if he hears one land, he goes out. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, hmm. all right. So um, I think I, I think I understand what the plan is. Then get a few gas masks, sit by the field, wait for someone. Well, I mean, we're gonna have to do this for several days, but yes, uh, yeah, I, I think it's totally worth it. Yeah, and also it's uh, keep in mind that you don't have to be the one to do it. I mean, you've yeah, done, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Have the police do it. And- <laughs> yeah, have the police do it. We don't have to do this crap. We get, do we get paid an extra commission for turning in a smuggling ring besides solving the case? Uh, okay, well, let, let's let's do wrap-up, if you're okay with that, yeah. because we've gone for <laughs> yeah. four hours. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah, what happens is you get you get paid for this case, of course, um, and then you actually uh, you get a bounty uh, on basically some uh, black marketeers slash sky pirates, if you wish, uh, that they Yarr. do apprehend uh, that come in for another fly-down. And apparently... Um, at least one of those guys seems to have been coming down uh, with a, with a, with the case of crazies. Uh, what you find out about that is prolonged exposure. Um, not only does it make the person uh, go, you know, insane and want to burn things, uh, it also makes them highly suggestible. Hmm. I see. And uh, were any of the planes damaged by odd potholes in the? <laughs> no landing strip. Oh, <laughs> uh, not that was reported to you. No. Oh, wait, no. Actually, uh, the 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 divots that you made in the in the ground. Actually, yeah, they that was one of the reasons they were able to catch them. Um, is that several a couple of the planes had their tires blew out. They were yes. Like smoother ground. <laughs> they didn't really look closely. Yeah. Fair enough. And but we do we ever find out who was buying this stuff in the city? Uh, that was harder because uh, a lot of times they're they're blind bids and they don't uh, they have records as to like who bought which ones, but they there's no way for them to know which truck it was on uh, mm-hmm. at the given time since they keep revolving trucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. they're, they're looking into it. They've got a list of buyers, but they don't know which truck and which buyer, so they're they're having to track yeah. down quite a bit. Yeah, and they're also, I'm guessing, um, looking for the bags, so to speak. Yeah, but if it does lead to an arrest, you will, of course, get your bounty on that as well. <laughs> Something yeah. tells me I could guess who the heck was behind um, 
the whole ring and getting the explosive stuff. It was... What the heck is the name of the bad guy that we've been following? It's your old man Winters, your your particular red herring guy. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. No, I was thinking of the uh, guy in the mask and such. Oh, okay. I think it was him who's behind it, but I think he's working with Harris. <laughs> Either that or Harris is the man. That would be one of the most bizarre endings ever. <laughs> All right. All right, but uh, yes, yeah, so that's that's yeah, what I'm ends satisfied. up happening. You end up uh, getting your contract fulfilled and a couple of bounties on top of that. This uh, is uh, the fifth session, so you um, get another. I also, since it's been obviously over twenty-four hours, I also put out a missing person report on Abigail. Yes. Okay. Uh, you get a permanent I'm... increase to your refresh. Uh, one one permanent increase. Good. I know. Uh, probably, I'll probably just immediately spend that on a stunt. Mm-hmm. Okay. You also get three experience. Ooh, three. Three. Ooh. And uh, you also get. You can add one more aspect uh, to your character. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I'm going to need a bigger index card. <laughs> oh, uh, I almost forgot another piece of follow-up. Uh, they do check out the, the stone uh, box thing, uh, taking samples from the inside. Apparently, the Indians had some idea of what was going on uh, because what they burned in it made the soil chemically inert. But then apparently when the thing was broken open, um, the, the gas and the chemical that it created was released. Um, and it was no longer in the soil, which caused, and this was not the only box it was planted in the soil. It's just the one that got mm-hmm. unearthed most recently. Right. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. But any, any news about Abigail or anything along those lines, like the, well, did they ever figure out what information was missing? Uh, we'll, we'll save that for next time. <laughs> That's going and to I be ass- the lead into the next uh, adventure. <clears throat> I assume me, me seeing the face in the fire was a result of my being exposed to this thing and starting to go crazy. Yeah, it was just that. And just, uh, I, I was kind of trying to play up the whole, you know, it was a dark place outside of the city, not a lot of lights. You just took a trip down a spooky road. It's scary. Yeah, just your imagination playing on you. I hear you. All right. Uh, And I'm perfectly, the stalkers say I'm perfectly fine and not going crazy, right? Right? (laughs) After ingestion? You didn't get exposed to enough of it. They figure that you're no crazier than you were before. (laughs) I I make sure to immediately give up the gun and go, yeah, I'm going to go to arrange for the electrical version. (laughs) Actually, that's something I'll spend a point on right now. <laughs> Fire. No, they they t- figure that the one guy, uh, since he was moving the sandbags back and forth in the back of his truck, and you know the second trip that he's had a lot of exposure to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first guy that went crazy the first time, it was indeed because the bones had been saturated with the sand, and when he burned it, uh, he inhaled quite a bit of it. Yeah, that, that makes sense. There we go. Thanks to my recent training in 
guns, I now have the firearm skill at fair. <laughs> and I always save one point so I can buy a refresh sometime. Mm-hmm. Yep. Remember to mm-hmm. uh, keep your, your structure on the skills where you can't have one higher than you've got more below it. Yeah. Yep, I keep track of that on my card. I have one fantastic, one superb, two great, three good, four fair, six average. All right. There you go. Well, thanks for playing, guys. Sorry, it was only the two of us. Well, I'm trying to no, develop some I'm more fine players. With that. I, I, uh, small games like two people, you get more concentration on the characters. <laughs> I, I've actually read the and learned about the structure about like what it would end up in my game. If you have one person, it's when you're lone wolfing. It really is a concentration of literally two people making a story. When you have three, two players, one GM, you usually get about concentration more on story play with the two characters when you get three to four you have three to five actually you get about a normal amount it's your standard imagination game where you get a little bit of spotlight for each person they're all collaborating working together after about six and beyond you just get large freaking groups that sometimes (laughs) don't work okay Okay. Uh, well I am pretty beat so I'm going to log off now and rip these files and uh, send them out to you, Bert, if that is what you want. Yeah, I should just need the one, the the very first one I asked you to pause and save. That should be all I need. Um, but hang on to the rest of them until I make sure my audio recording worked all right. All well, right. I'm gonna <clears throat> I'm gonna update my character and mm-hmm. yeah, I'll take care of that later. All right, guys, have Thanks a good a night. Thanks a lot. Good game. Thank good you. game. Thank you for listening. Any feedback or interest in playing in our game can be directed to steamsteelmurder at gmail.com. Steamsteelmurder is all one word. Music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod, and other music by him can be found at incompetech.com. Comments and feedback can also be left on iTunes for this podcast. I would also like to recommend listening to The Gutter Skypes, who also provide a podcast of their actual play game sessions. What follows is a bumper from this great group. Thanks again for listening, and join us again in two weeks. Undersea base to gutter skypes. Are you there, gutter skypes? <laughs> we'll be arriving at Cornucopia Collective uh, in about how many, how many, how many? Yeah, exactly. And my gun crews are ready. Our guns are loaded, pointed, ready for raking, rolling fire, and we're going to try and cut their rigging. Listen to her. <laughs>
Ready to go, darling. We're set. The guns are ready. Captain, whenever you want. Just give us the void. Dr. Pierre W. stands up once again. And, and he screams. He screams at the top of his lungs. He shouts. <laughs> I wanted a mascot dragon. Well, yeah, but, you know. Where would we put it? Who's going to clean up after it? Who's going to walk it? Who's going to buy it? It's little chew toys, you know. Yeah. I see. We should go kick some Nazi ass now. Indeed. <laughs> the gutter scouts. <laughs>